welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is going to be an amazing night tonight. I want to wish all of you a happy 14th anniversary. We are the end of our 14th year, and I am just so excited. You know, there were five major players in, and you guys are going to have to forgive me. I'm still having a really hard time talking after my surgery. Um, so just bear with me. Okay. There are five major players that helped make this show happen and make it so successful um, and grow and have the longevity that it's had over the last 14 years. And I kind of want to touch bases on those people and thank them because we would not be here without them. The whole conception of this show started when back in space or my space days, right? I posted a bulletin. I had a day off and all my friends were working and it was in the middle of the week and, and I was all bummed out. And, and so short little story about everybody having the day off and what we would do if, if I wrote everybody a note and we all had a, a day off. And, and it started out where we met this little coffee shop called the Speakeasy Cafe and we stole Molly, the waitress. And took her with us, and we walked down this boulevard and stopped at the little candy shop and went into this clothing store. And I bought this knockoff jacket from Desperately Seeking Susan, the movie, the one that uh, she wore in the movie. I bought a knockoff jacket like that. And we went to the museum and and the art museum, and the jelly beans fell everywhere. And we got in trouble with the guards. And you know, we ended up closing out the day at, at you know everybody walking back to the speakeasy at uh, sunset. And Jimmy Ray Davis, better known as Word Machinist, sent me this message and said, this is this is too good. You can't just let this end here. Speak easy. You can't just stop it here. And so I opened up a group on MySpace where all the people came in and they would um, come in and post their poetry. Everybody had their own thread, and that was like their table. And it was really kind of fun because when people would come in and write, they would say, or they would start out their post by saying, I walk into the coffee shop and I noticed Nyla and Jared sitting over there eating apples and writing. And over the, you know, over at the counter was blah, blah, blah. And I sit down and open up my journal and and it was really funny because it was almost like everybody was writing in character. You know, maybe we're just all kind of nerdy, but I thought it was freaking awesome. And then I started, I met Jason Tucker, and he had a poetry show on Blog Talk called Cesura. And longer story shorter, um, I ended up hosting with him on that show for a little bit. And then he's the one that helped me start Speakeasy Cafe. If it weren't for him helping me do that, we wouldn't even be here. If it wasn't for Jimmy Ray, we wouldn't be here. We also wouldn't be here if it was not for Debbie Kelly. Now, before we even had our first episode, Debbie Kelly and I sat there for months and months. And I worked on graphics and designing logos and putting things together. And, and she helped me 
community and let people know about the show and invited them to the show page and did so much work behind the scene that if it was not for her, we would not have started out nowhere near as strongly as we did. I mean, she was just amazing, amazing, put in so much work. It is unbelievable. And then Michael Quigg. Michael Quigg started hosting the show with Jason Tucker and I when we first started out. Then it ended up being just uh, Michael and I. And for years and years and years, he was just like, you know, there was times when I would just wonder, you know, is this, this is every single Thursday and oh my gosh, and do people even care? And do they even, you know, is this even important to them? And, you know, am I, you know, does anyone, you know, I was just, you know how it is when you do something this long, you know, you go through things and it's like, you know, it's like when I give you out homework, it's like, do you guys even care about my homework? Do you even do my homework? You better start bringing my homework back to the show so I know that you care and, and that it's important to you. <laughs> but, you know, no matter what happened, Michael was always there like a backbone, always kept me going. Um, you know, it didn't matter what was going on. He was always right there and just appreciated the time he spent here on the show with us so much. Now, that's four people, and I mentioned there's five. The fifth person is you. I come on here and I yammer and I answer phone calls, but I couldn't do this. The show would not exist if it were not for you guys. It is you guys, you, the fifth person, that like the the Jersey 13 or something like that, that whatever that number is. Anyway, but if it was not for you guys being here, I would have no lines to open. There would be no soul to the show. It's you poets who have made this your home, who has built this community over the last 14 years into being what it is today. And there's so many reasons that I am proud of you and proud of the community that you've built. But I don't think, especially with the way the world is going right now, what we see out there on the streets every day, I think the one thing I am more proud of than any other community you guys have built is that it is all-encompassing. It's not segregated. There is no political bullcrap ever that has ever gone on here in 14 years. I mean, who can say that? Never been any drama, never been any, you know, bullshit that's gone on that the world has not polluted this community. And that's because of you guys. Everybody supports each other. You know, the, the, you know, you've heard me say this before, but the sonnet poet, you know, is inspired by the, the street poet who's inspired by the prose writer who's inspired by the, you know, the grandma in Texas who's writing poem, love poems to her internet boyfriend. You know, nobody judges anybody. We, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful community I have ever been a part of. And out of everything with this show, that is the, absolutely the most proud of you guys. It's not easy. I mean, do you guys realize what that says about you, what it says about poets, what it says about your souls, that in 14 years we've never had an issue? It's an amazing, beautiful, beautiful place you guys have created. And I am so proud to be a part of this with you. This is your anniversary. No, no, people are only going to listen to me yammer for so long. It's not me they come to listen to yammer. I can't tell you how many times. I'm my insurance agent, for God's sake. 
saw my post on my page one night and he'd sent me an email the next day saying, you know, I was curious. So I listened to your show and he goes, I listened to the entire show and I was so inspired by your poets and he's not a poet, by the way. Um, but I was so inspired by your poet that I sat down and I wrote this song. So he is a songwriter and he sent me this, uh, mp3 file of this song original song that he wrote both the music and the lyrics to in one night he said i couldn't sleep after listening to your show and i wrote this and i wanted to share it with you and it was just like wow i mean you guys don't know who's listening over the last 14 years you don't know who whose lives you've touched whose opinions you've changed whose course of their life something that you said has impacted but I hear stories sometimes. Things come back to me. People will come back and read or say something or thank somebody. And it does make me so proud to be here with you guys, to be able to sit here every single week and watch you guys grow stronger, more brilliant, more loving, encompassing. It's just I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. You guys sit there and you always tell me, you know, it's cool that you've done this for 14 years. How could I not do this? How could I not be a part of this with you? It's absolutely the most powerful thing, the most beautiful thing I have ever been involved with in my entire life. Guys, for making this your community, I want to thank you guys for letting me be a part of it with you. So we are going to be, I'm going to, go through some things real quick as we do at the beginning of every show. But before we get to that part, I'm going to skip over the workshop stuff because I got a lot to say tonight. We don't need to talk about that. I do want to thank real quick our sponsors for the year 2020. Those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped me cover the cost of our uh, 2020 broadcasting license. These sponsors for 2020 are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, and his puppies, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Hume. I want to thank all of you, seriously, uh, for reaching into your pockets and everybody pitching in and being us on the year, air for our 14th year. You guys are amazing. Thank you. I want to, we're going to go over, yeah, let's do that first. I think you better do that first. I'm going to go over your uh, inspiration from the inkwell. So everybody grab your paper and your pencil, your spiral notebook, your journal, so you can write these down. As I go through your prompts and assignments for the week, if you happen to miss something, don't panic. After the show's over, the show will be archived. There will be a podcast you can listen to. Uh that where you can start and stop it and just write things down as you go. So if you want to just listen now and come back later and write them down, that's awesome. Same thing if you ever get stuck one night and you're just saying, I don't know what to write about, go to the first 10 minutes of any of our shows. Just pick one at random and listen to the first part of the show and you will be able to uh, get some prompts and things. So what we're going to start out with first is our journal assignment. And your first one is um, I have you making lists. So these lists are meant to get your brain moving. It's meant to make you think um, of more obscure or unique ideas. You know, somewhere past that knee-jerk imagery, your brain's muscle memory defaults to when you hear something that inspires you. 
the best part about doing these list assignments is when you let your mind start chasing an idea, one of them is going to reach out and grab a hold of you and proof you're going to be off and writing a poem. So, you know, inevitably something is going to grab you. So instead, you know, these are kind of like instead of waiting for your muse to, to come to you, go get your muse. You know, so start feeding stuff into your brain and one of them is going to catch. It's going to snag. All right. So this week, it's going to be kind of fun. I want you to start on a blank journal page. And I want you to make a list of songs in your life's playlist, music that is significant for major points in your life. And then write a short blurb, like three, four, five words of why, or connecting that that song to a chronological point or something in your life. For example, I could write uh, Rebel Yell, Nine Mile, or Tiny Dancer, The Cave. See, the list may seem esoteric to anyone else that reads it, but I know what Nine Mile and I know what the cave mean in relation to the songs. So you don't have to write a huge explanation, just something that will anchor it for you. All right. So again, I want you to start on a blank journal page and make a list of songs in your life's playlist. Music that is significant for major points in your life. And then write a short blurb, two, three, four, or five words, whatever. Uh, words of reasons why that song is in there. Okay, and that's it. That's all you're, that is, you need to do on that one. Journal assignment number two is thinking inside the box. I'm really excited about this one. This one's a, a fun one that we do. So instead of thinking outside the box, I want you to think inside the box. I want you to go in the back of your closet or under your bed or wherever it is, you know, in your underwear drawer, underneath those, you know, things you just never wear. No one's going to find it. I want you to go get your secret box or go get in your secret drawer, whatever it is. You know, we all have one and you all know what I'm talking about. It's that private stash we keep with tangible, nostalgic bits and pieces of our life, like a flower from a first date or the beer bottle label the girl gave you the first time you got laid or an acorn from summer camp or that motel, motel room key that you stole as a reminder. You know, the graduation card from your grandparents, your first pay stub, love letters held together with a rubber band, uh, a melted piece of wax, a token from Chuck E. Cheese, a, a wine bottle cork, whatever those things are. You know, you ever wonder what someone else might think if they were looking inside the box? They would see a whole bunch of random junk. But you know what makes them priceless. You know the connection they have to you that makes them priceless and worthy of going into that box. So... I want you to look in yours, and I want you to find one thing. Go through all the things in your secret little box, and I want you to find one thing. And in your journal, the private journal that no one sees but you, I want you to write about that one thing. And I want you to really write about it. I want you to pull all of the emotion, the tangible emotion connected to it, and pour it out into your writing. So go to your secret box again. Go to your, and this is not a poem, by the way, or a story. It's just a narrative inside yourself coming out through your pen. So again, go find your secret box and choose one thing in there to really write about. You think what a cool theme this would be, by the way, a series of poems. What if you took your box and wrote 
a poem to each item in your box. And, and you could even like turn it into a book titling it something like, you know, the box or, you know, whatever. You could use a clever name from one of the poems you write to the things inside your box. But it's really fun when you write a, when, when you write a book to a theme. It adds just a little bit of interest to it as opposed to just a random collection of poems. All right. So now time for your writing exercises. We are been your exercise. The first one we've been doing is I've had you writing to a scenario and with these, I want you to climb out of your brain and I'm steering you away from writing poetry because you are not just poets. I don't want you to push that, put that pressure on yourself every time you sit down thinking that you have to write a poem. You don't, you just have to write. You're not a poet. You are a writer. You're not just a writer. You are a creative person. So don't girdle yourself into a label. Get when the world does it to us. So don't do it to yourself. You're more than just a poet. And this is just to get you to sit down and have fun writing, not have to worry about the pressure of writing something well. All right. So this is going to be kind of cool. I want you to write a story about for the scenario this week. Uh, I want you to write a story about yourself where you, like a bird, go through your version of migrating for the winter. You know, a lot of people suffer suffer from seasonal depression. You know, some get excited about their se- their favorite season coming or get sad when it's over. You know, your migration could literally be you moving, you know, to your winter home in Florida or cleaning out your closet and your change of wardrobe or the emotional migration you go through to prepare for the season changes. So again, I would like you to write a story about yourself where you, like a bird, go through your version of migrating for the winter. And if you want, you can make it any season. You don't have to write about just being winter. You can use whichever one that you connect with. You know, maybe it's a migration back to summer. You decide. You decide that part. All right. Now, writing exercise number two, pick apart a prompt. This is to show you that what you do with your prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write. Instant knee-jerk reaction we have when we hear something that inspires us. Just like the muscle memory in our body, our brain has that. So if I sit there and I give you the prompt of December, immediately you know you have those in your brain. You know, uh, you know, depending on which holiday you celebrate. You know, you can see snow, holly, whatever. You know, those are the knee-jerk things. Those are the typical things. I want you to look past those. And this helps you do that. Helps your brain automatically start doing that. The more you do this, again, the more the, this practice will become muscle memory when you come upon something you want to write. So... The pick apart a prompt I'm going to give you this week is fingerprints. All right. I want you to write that at the top of your page, fingerprints. And then instead of writing a poem to it, I want you to make a list of all the poems you could write to it. All the different poems, all the different ways you could approach it, all the different things it could be or stand for or be the voice of, or the shadow of. So using that prompt, how many different poems could you write to the theme of fingerprints? So just start making a list. And the good thing about this, again, is as you're going through that, you know, more than likely something's going to grab a hold of you and you're going to be off and running and, and writing your poems. So again, your prompt is fingerprints. Now, I'm going to give you your poetry prompts. So seeing as how I got you completely away from writing poems, now I'm reeling you back in. (laughs) 
Prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And with that said, what you do with them is up to you, but they must be um, the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. All right, I want you to number your paper one through eight. And if you miss any of these, these this is the only one of these that I give you that I put on my page every week. So you can go to my Facebook page and find these. And I always add two extra. So I'm only giving you eight on here, but you'll have two bonus ones on the list when I post it on my page. Okay. So the first prompt I'm going to give you, and remember, bear in mind, title to your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Number one, you children of gods, and that's plural, gods, you children of gods. Number two, butchers and serpents, butchers and serpents, they're the lie, after the lie. Number five, dressed for sorrow. Dressed for sorrow. Number six, mastery of wind. Mastery of wind. Number seven, the fractured daughter. Fractured daughter. And number eight, moons of the squirrel robots. Moons of the squirrel robots. Yeah, have fun with that one. <laughs> okay. Once again, you know, you can use, uh, you can write eight different poems if you want. You can write a poem using line one and line four and line six and line eight or mix and match them however you want. You can get real squirrely, squirrel robotty, and write one poem using all eight lines. And if you want that extra challenge, grab the list off my page because there will be two more lines added to this list when I post it there. So it doesn't matter what you do with them. Just have fun with it. Uh, remember, title of, a line in, or the general concept of, and that's for your prompts. Remember, once a week, every, every once every week, go out and do something that surprises yourself. You have to have input in life in order to have output. Do something you haven't done in a while. Do something you've never done before. Experience something new from someone else's eyes. You know, maybe something you're not into, but they are. Go to, you know, girls, go to a car show. Or guys, go to the car show with your girl if you're not into cars. I don't want to be sexist here because <laughs> I like cars. I'd be dragging someone to a car show. Um, but do something different. You can't write about life if you don't live it. You know, think about it like our boxes of crayons. Remember when we were kindergarten, we got that, that little flat box of five fat crayons, Right. But by the time we were older and in school, we got those boxes like 132 colors. You can't write the same if you never expand your box of, of eight little fat crayons. Experiences in life we have, the things that we do, all of those feed into our computer. And that's how we turn into that giant box of colorful, awesome inspiration. Okay. Next, remember we were, for the, we were doing the uh, write a haiku every day. Every single day, you should go out and find something worth 17 syllables. If you can't walk through your day and find something worth 17 syllables, then there's a problem. You, know, you should always carry a little notebook with you. And if you see something, you know, we all have those little poetic hiccups throughout the day. 
we all have these things that come into our head and we think, oh, we'll remember it. You know, I'll sit there sometimes and I'll do word association and I'll repeat it. You know, something after you do it 23 times, it becomes a habit. So I'll sit there and repeat it to myself 23 times because I know I'll anchor it in by then. And inevitably, by the time I get to paper, poof, it's gone. And I know that it was probably the most profound thing that I had ever thought in my entire life. And so profound, it was probably going to end up changing the world and I couldn't remember it. So it's always good to carry around a notebook with you. You know, if you, if something like that, you know, you get this little thing and this little tidbit of, you know, like I say, a little poetic burp, grab your book and write it down. I don't care if it's only 15 syllables. You can go back and fill in the rest of them later point is to listen to that voice inside your head when it speaks to you. Don't ignore it. Because you know what? If you give your muse the silent treatment, it's going to give you the silent treatment. And that ain't fun at all. So think about it. You're a creative human being. You're a writer. You're a poet by choice. You know, if you can't spend that much time, 15 syllables of your day, into finding something or listening to your voice or, or writing that down. I mean, you have to. You have to write every single day. And this is a way to get in the habit of doing that. The end of 365 days, you do this for a year. And I don't care if it takes you 60 days to do it. The end of the year, you're going to have 365 haikus. You're going to be able to go through there and pick out between 38 and 60 good ones. And you'll have a chat book or a poetry book, a haiku poetry book ready to go, ready to publish. So, you know, one bite at a time, you'd be surprised how fast that happens. All right. So, guys, remember, go out and live life. It's going to make you a better writer. You know, keep playing with your ideas, playing with your words, keep having fun with your tasks, your ideas and your thoughts, and in turn, your muses are going to have fun with you. Okay, next. I want to – we always play – beginning of the show and I want to play I'm going to be playing two this week starting out okay because I think that going into you know at the end of this year I mean this is basically our the end of our year the beginning of our new year I want to take a minute to remember the people that we lost this year This is still really hard for me to do, but in the archives to last year's show, and Philip Kent Church, an amazing member of our community, someone who touched us so deeply in the short amount of time that he was here. You know, I just, he was amazing. And then I, I couldn't end this year. I couldn't end this without, you know, Sharing him, I mean, he. I always believe that I believe that the the body is organic and it eventually has to leave. But I also believe that person's soul is in their fingertips, and every person that they touch keeps them tangible. You know, and there was a huge part of him that he gave to us, and he will never leave us. He will never be gone from here. You know, so I want to play this from him calling into the, this is Philip Kent Church calling into the show last year on our anniversary. 
and it was a lot of fun. And so I went through the shows and I found this and I wanted to share it with you guys as our recording. And I've got one more to play uh, for our audio recording for this starting this show because I think it's going to mean a lot to oh, it means a lot to me. I know it's going to you as well. This is Philip Kent Church reading from last year's anniversary show. Hey, this is Philip Church down in Virginia. Hi, Philip. Happy happy anniversary, sweetheart. No, well, happy anniversary to you too. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I, at times a lot of people don't know this, but I kind of involved myself in a little necromancy and clairvoyance. So I, uh, I channeled Shakespeare for you and got a message that I'm going to read you from him. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. To that fair and talented paramour of versified inscriptions and copious wordsmithing, Nyla Alicia, I giveth thee my wish for a very joyous anniversary upon the thirteen years that thou so magnanimously hath given all rights to scribblers and would-be bards, such a hearty lodging with which to share their heartfelt posies, I wish for thee and thy undertakings many, many, many more years of poetry and, of course, interminable love. Signed, Big Willie. <laughs> that, I can't even tell you that. I'm grinning. My grin is so big. Oh, my God, if I could trip over teeth, I would. That is the best present ever. I can ha- oh, Philip, I love you so much. I can't even tell you how important you are. Uh, well, I same here. I, I, I you know, uh, you and uh, uh, Speakeasy Cafe have made a very, very uh, big impression on my life, and, and including my family's life. Uh, you know, like I, I've told you, I, I record these things and then get them to my uh, my father, who loves to listen to them. So uh, it's uh, it's really been. Uh, it's been a blessing. And uh, with that, I'm going to get off here. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you next week. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, sweetheart. Appreciate you. And uh, just thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of our family, for being a brick in our in our community. Just love you. Thank you. I love you, too. And all you other folks there, members of the Speakeasy Cafe, I love you all. Thank you. So we lost us last year. Not really lost. He's still here. But, yeah. The next piece I'm going to play is by Charles C.B. Banks, who passed away just recently and very, very suddenly. It was a real big shock to everybody. Still is. Um I had to go back. He didn't call in last year's anniversary show, so I had to go back two years ago, I think it was. And this really, to me, shows the soul of Charles C.B. Banks because he absolutely loved the world. He loved life. He embraced passion and an inner child. That is, He probably had the strongest inner child of anyone I've ever known. Absolutely loved this man. We all did. And so, you know, on this, he just calls in to say hi. And then I was, I didn't even read, you know, and he did that so often. Just a uh, pretty, pretty incredible man. So I want to share this with you. This was Charles C.B. Banks on our anniversary show 
a couple years ago. Here you go. Hello? Hi, are you with me? Who is this? This is Nyla. Oh, oh, okay. I got the right right number then. Hey, hey, Nyla. Hey, <laughs> no poem. Hey, hey, Charles. Just, how are you doing, just, sweetheart? Hey, Congratulations on the 12th anniversary. I remember when you were just a little baby in Pampas uh, thinking, dreaming about a show. And, and what do you know? Right? You're a teenager now. You're 12 years <laughs> old, girl. Wow. 12 years old. Isn't that craziness? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have no poem. Hey, I know you're short of time. But hey, congratulations. Love you. Have a good show. Blah, 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 blah. Love you. <laughs> Uh, oh, Take I'm care. glad you're here. It means a lot that you're here because, again, you have been with us forever. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Hey, hey, but it's all about you. I, I don't want to do no poem. It's all about you and, and what you have achieved through opening your heart to all the poetry. That's great. It's very great. Aren't you going to share something? No. No. Please. It's, it's about you, and, and I'll come back next week, and I'll do something, but... Hey, it's about what you have achieved and, and the poets and all that good stuff. No need for poetry. You, you've had poetry. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all been done. Let it do. Let it do what it got to do. do, do, do. <laughs> well, I am really glad that you called in and shared that. I appreciate it so much, sweetheart. Absolutely well, you, so you much. You have a good one. Have a good one. You too, baby. Thank you. All Thank right, you, please. Mr. Charles. Bye-bye. C.B. Banks. All right, so, of course, I mean, it's kind of like when you hear Elvis sing or, you know, Rod Stewart, and you instantly know. You know, you hear CB, you know it's CB. <laughs> this absolutely incredible man has such a huge heart, heart and a huge capacity to love and give. And uh, so I wanted to make sure that they remember that they're here with us, you know, and over the years we've lost some people who are, all of them who are incredibly important to us. You know, it's like Noreen calling in every week and she's still sharing Gary with us because Gary is still very much with us. So, you know, you can't leave your fingerprints on so many people and never disappear. It can't happen. And I am just so blessed and thankful that, you know, remembering both Philip and Charles, you know, I'm so glad that I got a chance to know them and be a part of their lives and to have these fingerprints that I get to carry with me from them always. So at the end of our year, on our anniversary show, I wanted to make sure that they were honored and remembered and that we told them that that we love them. Okay, now, next. What am I doing next? What in the hell am I doing next? (laughs) All right, so next I want to, I think I've gone through everything. I think we've done all of our stuff. Ah, go my sniffles. All right. So if you're wanting to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. I want to welcome you once again to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, our 14th year anniversary show. And I don't know, think, can't think of any better way to start it out than this. <laughs> Ha ha ha, happy anniversary. Ha ha ha, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Ha ha ha, happy anniversary. I wish 
no, so I said hardcore erotica because there's nothing wrong with esoteric, ethereal erotica, just no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, other than that, you guys are good to go. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea where you are in the lineup. We have 540, as I said, for our first caller, then 731, and then 504. I do want to let uh, area code, let me check this real quick. Um, area code 503, and the next number is 8, and then 765. 765, there we go, I gotcha. Okay, 765, you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on and read tonight, please press 1, and that will notify me that you want to uh, be in the queue to come on live. If you're here just listening, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, 765 area code. If you change your mind at any time, go ahead and press one and that will put you in the lineup. Alrighty. So let's go back up here to area code four zero and bring them on the air. Two four zero, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Joe Robo Mind Dancer. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary to you. I was so excited to see you in the chat room. Oh, man, good to be here, man. man wow. Wow, this uh, beautiful opening, beautiful opening. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So wow. what did you bring to our anniversary to show tonight? What, what are you going to grace us with, my darling? I have two short poems for you. Okay. Here we go. I saw love today. Minding my business as usual, nature took its time and time to fall the relief on my shoulder. Listen to the sun rays handcuffing bare limbs as winter come to claim its spoils. Neath that leaf lay larvae. No harm shall befall the innocent. I was king for a moment. Is this how love truly works? I felt something inside. Although I hide my empathy, it's okay to feel although I battle with pride. I who refuse to cry shout, set them free. I rake the remaining leaves piled high and purposeful. Flags and symbols of wretched memories since then to be absorbed into the earth, then the universe where love was found. I saw love today. My business is no longer proving who I am. Nature doesn't take time with the human mind. We are all family neath our leaves. Which way will the wind blow? In poem. Wow. You know, that was absolutely incredible. I appreciate that, Nala. Thank you. Christopher, do you want to comment? I was really really impressed by it i was getting uh i know it was more of a love poem but i was getting this strange vibe of actually speaking to that sense of freedom that comes with feeling in love with actually yeah sharing your heart your soul with another human being and that sense of having it reciprocated how amazing someone feels just how unburdened and free and unfenced in everything 
becomes at that point. Just all the word choice from that was amazing. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Thank you much. Christopher, right? Appreciate it. Yep, that would be me. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more short one, Nyla. One more short one. Okay. Uh, this is called Rainy Days. I've walked this path before. Familiar to me now. Have I emerged from a sleep still dreaming? Cancer has a funny way to remind me of what's behind my steps. People see the 2020 scene. There are ashes everywhere. Feckless in a land I once knew. There's nothing left to save. There are no more rights. Listless as I listen to dead birds. Wake up with a call heard in slumber. I can't answer honestly if I'm not. I was not in reverse years. I am free now for I have not seen a soul. I've run away before, gaping the choice before me. Have I emerged from a dream still asleep? It's my poem. Thank you. Wow. That was that. You know, it was so powerful, but it, it still there's that. And it, there was that. It's like a real uneasy feeling. Almost a foreboding. Feeling good, Christopher? I actually really, really enjoyed that closing to it. The idea of, yeah, we've all kind of wanted dreams to continue, and here you are still awake. The dream is the dream is reality. I thought that part was wonderful. Very powerful. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you all. Thank you much. Oh, having problems just having problems just switchboard there. It's like, ah, where am I? Hi, I'm back. <laughs> all right, all right. I muted myself because yeah, I was well, trying to make sure that I that I there was no echo going on. And uh oh, cool. yeah, yeah appreciate that, that didn't work yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, honey. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations, congratulations. I'm going to sit on down and uh, man, just sit back and enjoy the rest of the show. Good, uh, my goodness, man. Oh, thank love you, honey. Me. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. We just love and appreciate you. And uh, it's really glad. It means a lot to have you here tonight. No, thanks for the invite. You know, I definitely, uh, you know, much love for you, Nala. Everybody, thank you much. Thank you, Damien, honey. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All righty. So our next caller, hang on one second. I'm trying to get my maneuverable, maneuverability things, the technical stuff that you don't see behind the scenes situated. (laughs) All right. So our next caller is going to be from area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Hi, Nala and Chris. First, Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Guess what today is? What? Today is my anniversary, just like it's yours. It's my wedding anniversary. Is it really? Really, 43 years. 
Yep. Yep. Forty-three years, and uh, well, it's pretty amazing because you know I'm pretty hard to get along with. Forty-three days, much less years, but I learned. Yeah. I learned over time. You know, that really says said, a lot about you as a person. It says a lot about your wife as a person. You know, you have a lot of people that you're very close to. Your social circle, especially online, you know, people who love and care about you is absolutely huge. You know, and and when you love and care about people, you love and care about them deeply. You know, so to be able to, you know, Christopher was talking about the poem that Damien read about knowing that freedom. You know, that 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 being unfenced in in love, and that's probably not some way people would describe love. You know, it's like, oh, the old ball and chain. No, there's an absolute freedom that does come <laughs> when you have that unique love. And you and your wife must have that for to be able to be married for that many years, for you to be able to have the freedom to be yourself the way that you are, and for you guys to be, you know, congratulations. Happy anniversary. That Thanks. blows me away. That, that just Thanks. says a lot about both of you. You hug that yeah, one. I, I think the biggest thing is I learned when to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you, know, you know the thing I said. You know the thing I said you this week. Calm. You know, that like was that. such a great thing. That was a you great hear thing. It? I do. You want to hear it? All right. It's only a minute long. Uh, let me think. Um, this came from a prompt from Don Lee. She said, "Don Lee." She said, "Write something on just the word calm." So I thought about it. I said, well, how can I record this in a minute? So I just took off. Calm. Proclamation. Never in the history of calming down is a girl calmed down as a result of being told to calm down. We've all heard this anecdotal disclosure. Spell check. The best move for a guy to make after insinuating that a girl under duress best calm down, that fellow would be well served to clam up. Solutions. One, dude should go back in time and keep his pontification to himself. Two, just for good measure and safekeeping, he should stay there. Three, some gifts may be in order in an attempt to sway. A, suggest an evening at a bowling alley. Good. B, offer a trip to a roller skating rink. Better. C, provide a Sony Walkman with a U2 Joshua Tree cassette. Well done. At this point, you've all done all you can to make amends, and it's time to go to Chick-fil-A, order the five-piece and side salad, sit down in the corner, and think about what you've done. That's all. <laughs> think about what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many? I would love to sit down and do a, you know, an imposed sexes, really, but to play into the whole stereotypical role here sit down with men and find out how many of them what the percent is of men that feel like they apologize in their relationships but don't even understand what they did or don't know why they're apologizing they just they're just doing it because it's like you know the deer in the headlight reaction it's like oh my god i'm sorry what are you sorry for? i don't know but whatever it was i'm sorry <laughs> i'd be really really curious to find out how many people would say yeah i do that that's real that's real Mm-hmm. Okay, let me get another poem real quick, so uh, so I don't talk too much time. I figure uh, I figure I'd try to cover a lot of people in this. So this is a poets roundtable, and uh, the writers on this were myself, Dahlia, Laney, Ruggie, 
Eustacia, and Carter. And this is from uh, November of 2012. We did our Poets Roundtable. We did 300 of them in a row on Friday. Brand new ones. Different hosts, different topic, different everything. This one right here was the final one. It's called Poets Roundtable number 300. A perfect storm, his stars paid forlorn, stray to dichotomy. As with tide at spume, surged to vacuum in silent soliloquy. Vestige in transit, lacking brace and bit, a loose cannon. Time well defers, more bricks brittle and undone. The elements reign while powers wane, leaning toward implosion. As the proverbial thread snakes the foundation, claiming widespread implosion. The pillars left standing unite, commanding their own execution, and watches the sum of their parts fall, taking all in absolute resolution. The sun is ever so tired, a simple breeze from a sigh could blow it out. As eternity had no origin before time, it'll have no end after time, no doubt. This world's beginning and end will remain gently enclosed, so to speak, raw in its cycle of common understanding, a treasure both stark and unique. As earth trembles under our feet, then like an ancient dinosaur, it cracks. Fractures, collisions, split-second decisions to step forward or back. Pieces of rock set adrift, what belong together slowly falling apart to the lost islands, sailing seas of magma. Broken apart, broken stone, broken heart. Down a chasm of changing labyrinths, the moaning of bats echoes through unsounded depths in seething water. The frantic croaking of countless frogs seek non-existent breaths. And with musty stench, the bowels of the earth spew every dreaded monster clad in dark myth as every trigger happy finger commands mushroom crowd to hold even in death. Yes. Each slavering beast, all those who dwell within the cities, and each soul that ever was born withers and fades as time slips away as the firmament frays as a clock too far. Till at last the colors and the music grow faint and the hum of the void devours all illusion and that castle at Alabaster Olympus stands alone in eternal tropic confusion. Inside a lady cries, how is it broken? We've loved it too much that it should end this day. The Lord trembles. What shall become of us, we poets who have crafted together, each having a say? We have imbued this round table with our laughter and tears, clung to it, lay upon it when gripped by dark fears. It is the story of us all, of our lives and our loves. Moreover, it is our bond, one to all through the years. But a voice within says, you've loved all you can, you dreamers. For a time, you were never alone. Now the lonely tears come. Your story's written and done. For the Poets' Round Table is gone. In peace. Oh, Michael. Listening to that, that, that was kind of striking this undertone of exactly what Nyla was talking about for the origins of the Speakeasy Cafe. It sounded very much like that same level of camaraderie that just starts to breed creativity. That was actually really nice to hear. Well, thank you, sir. 
that was the uh, that was the last poem ever written, Poets of the Round Table, wasn't it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That was the ending of it all. It was the ending of it all. Like I said, we we uh, every Friday we had a different host, different topic, a different set of writers. And uh, the six years or so, it's probably five or six hundred people involved in it. A lot of people got their stars uh, writing poetry. Then we just drag them out of the stands. Come on down here, let's get in with this. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, one of the things that you're really good about, you were really, I was always amazed at how well you were at fitting voices together when you were doing that. You know, you, you would sit there and you would choose the poets each week that would write. And you were really good at matching styles, matching writers to where you could read through those and they would be seamless. You couldn't really, really wouldn't be able to tell, you know, that so many people were involved in writing it. You were really good at pied pipering these poets into their places, you know, and you were really good at giving poets confidence you know, putting them into a situation that was so visible, you know, getting them out there and doing something they normally wouldn't do. It was a really amazing thing for a long time, you know, and it did. It it really gave a lot of the poets their start and a lot of the poets the confidence to have a voice, I believe. I was honored to be a part of them with you. Oh, you were on several with me, absolutely. Yeah, and, and everybody that participated posted on the same time on Friday. So they all had a MySpace blog. If nobody else, they had four or five people they wrote with, they'd come visit. They met a lot of people that way. A lot of people made new friends that way, mm-hmm. just from that experience. And that was by design. Thank you. But, <laughs> you know, when people you say know, to Michael, me, let me, say, let me ask you this real quick. I'm interrupting you, but I can do that. You know, we've we've known each other long enough that I'm comfortable just bombarding right into your conversation. Um, Bombarding. Is that a word? Yes, it is now. (laughs) Bombarding and barging. It comes out bombarding. Okay. So anyway, would you ever be interested in putting together something like that again? No. And you didn't even let me finish. God, would you ever be interested in putting together something like that if I helped you and being a part of a a weekly or, you know, even a once a month speakeasy type thing like that? Would you be interested in working with me on that? I can if it's called speakeasy or something like that, as long as it doesn't say Poets Roundtable. Because over the years when people ask me, where is the Poets Roundtable now? I always say back in 2012 where it belongs. No, it'd be, it would be something that we could tie into the speakeasy and you could, you could, uh, you know, I just would really, it would mean a lot to have you help something, do something like that. I think I would be something online. I love you so much. I love you so much. Okay. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Uh, You know what time it is is now? What time? It's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets that are waiting in line. Love you madly. Got to go. Bye. Bye, Michael. (laughs) All right. Our next caller comes from area code 504. 504. 504, you are on the air, I hope. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. How you is? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, (laughs) Cookie. I love you. I love you, too. Hey. Ha ha, Michael, he thought the real poet was coming on and I 
I fooled him just like he messed up and let me do one of them poet round tables too. <laughs> I just you know, I don't you, know how you are the embodiment. You are the embodiment of what I believe a Renaissance man is. You are oh, so Lord. multifaceted and multi talented and have so many things that you do. You know, you are uh, absolutely fifteen. Yeah, you're a Renaissance man. You're you're you are the embodiment of all that is Bardom. Uh, is boredom more like it? <laughs> you know? No, I know. Really? I I didn't stutter. <laughs> I only I only really ever did two things in my life to, you know, which was I was a musician and a chef. That's the only thing I ever did to make money, and uh, and now I'm back to being a musician when there's no music to play. Play to the couch, you know. But um, but yeah, and and uh, and howdy out to my my old word machinists and all my old word mechanics. I couldn't sign into the chat room. I kept trying, and and uh, and I, I seen just long enough to see Robbie baby in there, and so I wanted to say hey. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't be hanging out in there with y'all, but yeah, uh, well, here I am. It's it's kicking people. I keep getting messages, and it's been that way for so long. It's been that way for years. I get messages every single show. Every time I click on the the thing, it's not letting me in, or it's just spinning, or it's kicking me out as soon as I get back in, or as soon as I get in, it freezes. And so, you know, I just some people. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you gotta just you gotta set limits in your life. You know, you gotta set limits. (laughs) It's a little. And you go okay. If when I get kicked enough, just I'm gonna come back and try another time, you know. <laughs> and uh, happy anniversary and happy anniversary to Mike. And I really do miss those old MySpace days when when I know, it just right? Seemed like like we were all we were all in it together and so close and and MySpace. it was just a different. MySpace was built for artists. I cannot think of a better social network ever that was designed. For a creative person to invent themselves, to share themselves, to reinvent themselves, whatever it is, to be the person they were inside. I mean, from the way that you could put together your page to the things you were allowed to put on there to being an artist and being able to share things. There was never a better. I mean, I hated Facebook. I still think Facebook is the most horrible I mean, it is the worst social network to try to be social on. Yeah, you don't put a limit. I, I'm there, to, but you let somebody create an event, but you can't invite anyone to it. They don't let you invite people. You can create an event, <laughs> but you can't invite people to it anymore. I mean, how could how, how? I just don't get it. I don't like Facebook at all. Well, I would give anything in the world to have my space back. One thing I, I, I still am a little grievous of, of, as far as from the artist. Uh, point of view is that you know you make you write something on Facebook and then you, if you want somebody to read it you, you got to go tag them or or mention them or shout and you know it wasn't like that on MySpace you you had your subscription and people that were subscribed and you, they remember you'd go and look and see oh look you know Nile wrote something oh Larry wrote something mm-hmm. on, uh, Michael or you know, yeah, and you then, were so you bombarded just, with every single thing. You could choose who you were subscribed to and, and what you saw on your news you feed. And... You don't feel like you. I'm trying to beg somebody, please come read my my dribble. 
You know, it's just uh, and I, I get haunted about that. You know, I just don't don't want to mm-hmm. be at, bothering folks to come and look at my stuff. If you come by and and you put, spend your time on it, I'm so very happy and um, you know, honored honored that you, you took something in your time of your life to to read something that you know. Facebook is with. just so impersonal. I would really love to see someone, and this I'm putting this out to the universe. You know, Where's I would Tom? love to see somebody create a new. Yeah, Tom, listen, right, dude. I would love to yeah. see someone create another social network that was specifically designed in the style of Facebook that really allowed creative people to network together. That was that's created for artists because that it really was a platform that was ideally beautifully. Made to yeah, you can make, to you can make and, your stuff look good back there. And that's what I want. Then, I don't like know. Facebook. I don't. I don't no, like it. it. It's too impersonal. It doesn't have the intimacy that MySpace has. And then, not only that, when you try to do something with, with poetry and then your great aunt gets a hold of it and or oh, your no ex-wife shit. or something, and, and then they don't know what, they don't know what to do. And, 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 yeah, and there's like, so many people that have found out things about me that I don't want them to know, you know. <laughs> and, my, my, and my ex-wife would go back to the days when I was a songwriter, and she's like, don't you remember what they tell you? You got to write down. You got to not show people you went to college. I'm like, look, this is about poetry. Poetry is about the word. Songwriting is different, <laughs> you know. It's just, all right? And besides, we're not married. Go away. And, um <laughs> Me and my me and my wife now, we have a beautiful secret to a happy marriage. Two words works that tape very fixes well. Everything. And peanut butter. Yeah. Add peanut butter to the mix. Peanut butter fixes everything. Yeah, that 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 works too. Um, as long as you leave me a room for a little straw, you know, to put. Just gotta leave me a little hole so I can put a straw in there and stick it in a bottle of Andres or something like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, Moon well, Cookie, what are you going to read for us tonight? I got something. Yeah, I know. I got to, got to chatting. Um, well, I write, this is a, a poem for, for um, Audrey, Audrey Michelle's birthday. Um, and um, she was my first, very first friend on any kind of social media and um, introduced me to all of y'all. And uh, our beautiful Leela and Jimmy and and everybody and so um, I know right. This is for her, yeah. And then and uh, and then so anyway, this is for her birthday and it comes from a, a series of poems that I'm writing. I found an article one time and it said seven terms, words in other languages that about love that we don't have words for in English. And I said I would write a poem for every one of those those words. And so uh, this is one of those, and I, I think I got two left, two two of the terms left. And um, this one is called Sodad and Galahad. Sodad before the vanity sits, a dance doll shell for what exists inside. She's a vessel, fire trust talisman, the morrigan wick, red thread in tallow, stretched yon to the Pleiades pinnacle. She dresses his velvet attic tardis, his Charleston flapper harder granny's hope chest crowded, have a shamish cobweb stitched, candle prance bewitched, his lone window bruised due to the harsh face of day when blue darkness harkens 
promises of stars, black fount spout, fantasies of faith. He baits the AM into brunching in Marseille. His sodad summoned him to play a realized crow shoulder perch, stuck, struck, saw, ripped, called, candid spells in lurch sodad's rouge grin, now porcelain, satin, luscious goddess skin, the ruby spun silk haired Morrigan, lean and luscious hips for send she lashed his useless legs straddling her saddle dragon harrier chauffeur pelican friend head on her knees his joints like plastic plates strung clack and clamor on swells in dips she begins in comatromic cleanse a sculptor clearing calcium of david they waltz with winds and gems of dust and tossed upon a piteous sea of purple mood. She freed his husk. They're hurled and crumpled across the bone to sand. Her work in soothing seed laid hands on this crippled chassis. He is bound by pain burned clean. Electric tails fly of Geneva banks, Byron and swine and swills forgotten bottles on fight in flights of fancy haunts as holy want cranked full his lungs to stiffen blood thrust man revival wrestled him through trips of trials through indigo wraps boundless burgundy clos de vins elude veils of prudes and commune stands of blended hand heavens in milk glass vials and alabaster with reed basket grips rich quivering romantic veils hung in string Lit virgin warm bouquets, decades wrenched in Dead Sea salts, and weighty roomy Persian quips. They indie whips from a deadly vault, not all of every heart scraped free. They bled, they bleed. She took the lead and baptized him in wetted steel streams and drops of Jordan Eden spits. Shrugged his worship, grinned, then split. Vanished stars extinguished vacuum crushed. Visit by visit, his core stands in. Lands his crackled, his crackled pop bones alone can't. Sweet Morgan stoked his animus on a universe as a pop-up book, his childhood joyful glow reborn. One Harriet Eve, so dad's crow showed, so dad too weak to carry forth. Through ghosts of her proud lady felled, instantly at her side, he sat, heart swelled, the Morgan stricken hell's knell, black hunger, damp lands, spore corroded, courses vetting goddess breast. Thumb stroked her cheek and lip to lip, teeth to teeth, he sucked the mole in strangled bleats. The Morgan restored, tisk tisk, white boy, immortal, still get sick. Look on you, look look yon on huddled flesh you left. Excuse me. Look yon on huddled flesh you left. Sweet sacrifice, frivolous death. But favorite ever stay by me. He searched cliches and shibboleth. My lady wonder, I am free. I know that we can never be the solace my desire needs. But orb in flight, a light nomad. Pray may ye grant me mate so dead. Blue moon in Taurus, Libra's Venus ascends. 
propped proudly on a player piano bench, two dance dolls, ball gowns, tails, and stats, top hats trained to risk trust dreams. Two cloud white pelicans redeemed, dance on winds or Scorpio's cuss, turn, turn, and on, bliss soars unclad, waltzing Milky Way's parquet, and red fay queens clade, a beauteous braid, made a diet, a triad of Galahad and his old dad, in poem. <laughs> Shout dad, by the way, is the feeling is Portuguese, and it's the feeling of longing for someone that you love and is lost, a vague, constant desire for something that does not and probably cannot exist. So that was the fifth word in the in the list. Awesome work. Okay. You know, the, 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 thesaurus, the Thesaurus is like my favorite book. I carry one with me all the time. And uh, I love to look up words just randomly. And you would be amazed at we, we we just like we all have knee jerk reactions to ideas. We all have knee jerk reaction to words that we write. You know, if you read through twenty of your poems and you put it through a word processor to find duplicate words, you'd be amazed at how many of us write with the same in- imagery throughout most of our poems, and or use the same type of words. So, uh, using a thesaurus and you know discovering new words is a lot of fun. You know, it makes it, you know, as long as you don't write with it where you sound uh, pompous, I guess, um, you know, like you're just trying to write big words and throw them in people's faces. But, you know, used correctly, you know, these new and interesting words. I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody read something. It's like, what does that word mean? And I'll look it up because it's just so awesome. And, you know, and it's like, I have to know what this is exactly. Yeah, I love your writing. You, know, you and I have been friends for so freaking long, it's not even funny. And Yes, ma'am. I, I am a huge fan of yours. I am your love. I'm your I'm your groupie. I am My you know, your your shadow that I you know, in the great son of you. Um I just uh, I appreciate you, you, you so much. I want you to know that. You you are my mighty muse. You know that uh, it's just like any art. You know, if you're going to make some necklaces, you go to the bead store and you find the right beads that's supposed to fit. Or, you, you know, back in, you had to paint. So you, you had to go find the right thing to crush up and make the color that you needed to fit it. You you know, words are, are like that. And you, you're chasing something down and you got to just keep fitting and cutting and fitting until... You go, ah, yeah, they're, they're, that's what I was looking for. I knew it was right, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's the puzzle, you know, that's the puzzle for us. You know, if you, I'm not, I'm not one that fills on a page. It's, it's always like, this is my Sudoku, my, my crossword, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, this is, this is play. You know, I can, and, I can picture and, you, you know, writing the way someone paints. And so you're sitting there with your palette. And you're looking at the words, but you dip your paintbrush in the paint and you mix colors until it's perfect. That's exactly what you wanted. And I believe that's how you write. But you do yeah, it. You so got to chase it. <laughs> you got to chase it down sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to sit and wait on it. But sometimes you got to chase it down and keep trying it. And that's, that's where, that's how we learn. We learn the craft of, of what fits. And so, 
you know, that that's a beautiful thing. And, and, and this is a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad that we've able to, to come here and, and I, I wish I could get here more. And, and, um, and it's just been a, a, a blessing that you are to us. And maybe, maybe Tom will come off of his Island and decide he wants to go to work again. I don't know, but, uh, at least we have we have you and Michael Todd and and <laughs> Jimmy's still there. We're gonna get him out, Jimmy Ray. We're gonna get him out. <laughs> yeah, I, I comment him to him. I send him messages. I talk to him. I give him little pokes and prods and hints, and he'll be back. He'll he's come, just got he's got things out. in life he's taking care of, and that needs to focus. Right oh now. yeah, you don't life life gets life tells you, <laughs> you know. You don't tell life, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, my oh, baby, I'm going to get out and let the real poets come on in. And, <laughs> um, and I t- sorry, I could miss you. I'm, I'm not in chat. I really am missing out on that tonight because I was looking forward to getting it. Well, I guess everybody in there is kind of happy because, oh, Lord, not him again. He's he's crazy. But, um, you know, what's life without a little crazy? So. <laughs> So true, so true. All right, Melissa, right. tell everyone how they can find you, honey. You know, you can find me on Facebook. I ain't really posting anywhere. Um, if I put something on Facebook, I usually just put it as a as a status update, and I don't really make a note or anything like that anymore. And because um, it's hard to do that now, they, it's not an easy thing to do, and I I don't want to have to jump through hoops. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But anyway, you, if you you can probably find some of us. Any time, if it says Moon Cookie on there, you know you can. Pro- it's probably tied to to my writing or my music somewhere. And if it says Dwayne Saint Romain, it's probably Prison Records or Wanted Posters. So you know, <laughs> we'll see. Oh, <laughs> y'all I have a great so night, Moon Cookie. Thank I, you, honey. I love you too. I hope y'all got cake and champagne tonight, baby. All right. You know, I don't even have I have a bottle of water tonight. That's it. I don't even have a glass of wine tonight. That's is sad. It sparkling water, at least. At least is it sparkling water. No, nope. It's pure. Hey, that's why God made baking soda. That's why God made baking soda. So, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Love you, honey. Thank you. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank so you. We, we, you're welcome. We've lost Christopher for a little bit, you guys. Um, I'm trying to get him back on. We're having an issue with his line. So we'll have him back in a moment. I want to bring area code 419 on with me. 419, you're on the air. Hi there, Miss Nyla. How are you? Hey, Agent 419. How are you, sweetheart? I'm okay. I'm okay. Dealing. <laughs> <laughs> I love your giggle. Life in all its glory. Oh, life in all its glory, that's for sure. Oh, boy. Um, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. I am so excited for you. For you. <laughs> 14 years is a long time. That's awesome. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Longer than I was married. Like, a lot longer than <laughs> I was married. <laughs> like, like. Me, too. 14 times longer <laughs> than I was married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four years longer than I was, but mine was. Different and indifferent. Uh, I have a, I have two pieces, but I'm going to read the one first, and if there's enough time, read another one. I guess because I don't. You said to, you know what I mean, to watch whatever time you have or whatever. 
this one I wrote was, uh, it, it's entitled Brilliantly Red. <sighs> As the tree stands in all its glory, displaying its coverage of red leaves so brilliantly. When all the other trees around him have grown bare, clearly nothing there, telling all-knowingly the hauntingly familiar. Hanging on until the bitter end, the mighty oak still stands tall to tell them all in the nation he is the mightiest of them all. To give the inhabitants hopes again, to be the best cheerleader, we will beat this virus once and for all. The right candidate deserving to take the win for all he has sustained and endured. The land, it does get saddened. Soon the coat of frosts will come. As the truth is being shaded, it is clearly evident to see from all in America, from our levels of sea to depleting sea. Things in life seem most unfair. Truly the honest never win. The masses like asses stone Jesus, although they cannot ever win on their own. But earth, it will keep on spinning and keep on going round. Today is a day of solace to calm our bitter hearts, to let silence be heard out loud, but to not ever be proud. Letting go sometimes has to be, so the past will remain the past, but will still be. It is time to move on forward, to say it was truly a great run, and to let go eventually. Reluctantly, we will all have to, as the leaves in turn will fall. There would never be pain in this world if we would have never cared at all. Silently, we will never accept life, the outcome, as sometimes it just shouldn't have to be. It is in our hearts left forsaken where our teardrops begin to start. With crooks and thieves and braggarts, humanity is apparent. It's really ugly. The true winner will never win as the red leaves they keep on holding tight onto their dreams, where once they were all united to chase that American dream. Stand by and stand tall, fellow Americans. Hands down, we win this fair and square, if even just in our hearts. It is there that we show we truly care. Where we go one, we go all. Only where it is, united we stand, divided we fall. <laughs> oh, that was amazing, Shelley. I just, thank you. I just write what's on my heart, and the color red just always shows up. <laughs> so... I don't know. Do I have time for one more? Because this one, this one's shorter. A short one, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even title it yet. So, um, <laughs> hark the alarms! The angels no longer sing. The eagle left crying bowed down with broken heart and broken wing. Earth's rivers turning red as mankind displays their true color. Red, the color of blood, seeps through already clogged veins. Anger dominates, hatred takes over. It's one thing for mankind to be selfish, but now throw in the mix of hatred and anger. Man versus man and beasts alike will fight until the shed of blood, will fight for what they think is right. The machine of ugliness keeps on turning. The sinister world we all live in keeps on burn, burn, burning. The destruction of mankind lies in their own hands. The downfall of us all are the secret rules of the bloody, crooked cabal. <laughs> wow. I just have, like, red on my mind lately. <laughs> that was intense, my darling. <laughs> I like the beginning and then it kind of at the end. I wasn't sure if I liked the ending, but I love the beginning. So <laughs> thank you. You're very, very welcome. Sweetheart, happy anniversary to you. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for being such an important part of our family. And I would love for you to tell everyone how they can find you. 
Yes, and thank you for having me on your show as well, Miss Nyla. Um, I'm in. I'm on Facebook. Um, in poetical intrigue. Um, poetical, not political, but poetical intrigue. You'll find me on Facebook. That's where I usually post all my poetry. So that's where you'll find me. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. You'll be here next week. I hope to, unless something comes up. <laughs> but usually, I try to be as much as I can. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, hon. Yeah, thank you, and have a good rest of your show. <laughs> I will. Thank you, Shelly. Bye-bye, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our next caller, and I'm going to try to keep my jammer jammering down a little bit. We've got quite a few callers. We're halfway through the show. I just want to make sure everybody has a chance to get on. So if I start going off on a tangent, someone yell at me, okay? Area code 757, you are on the air. Hey, Nihilus, Tamiko Barnett, happy anniversary. Thank you, Tamiko. It is so good to hear from you. Thank you for being part of our show tonight, being part of our family. Happy anniversary to you because it really is all about you guys. So what do you have to share tonight, honey? I have a couple of pieces. Um, The first one is a haiku um, called Hardly a Word. And it goes, um, there are no words to speak when life is just too much. Is God listening in peace? Wow. It's too short, but wow. (laughs) It's called a haiku. Um, I know, I know, but still, (laughs) don't hide behind it's called a haiku. Uh Uh-uh. I know. Because <laughs> all of yours are, all of yours are always short. Now you can just, I'm going to take off three syllables, and she can't yell at me. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. I, I know you're sitting there doing that before every show. I just got to shave two more syllables off this, and she can't yell. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Like I have an excuse, but um, <laughs> here's the next one. Um, it's not a haiku. Uh, this one is called. Um, truth just say it okay I've had enough of speaking salts and lemons praying these words vanquish demons I've been told someone's told me that the truth shall make me free but not all truth is hard Full of sours, bitters, and gentle facades The kind that are meant to not cause scars It can be as decadent as chocolate ganache And as sweet and fun as cotton candy Like I love you and I miss you When your heart flutters and you know it's true Like that is a beautiful song Like this problem won't take long. It all moves as gently as the breeze, bringing life back into balance with ease. Yeah, all that sets me free. In peace. <laughs> you know, that really talks a lot about the power of words. You know, how they can feed or starve or sting or, you know, comfort. Um that was awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. 
You're welcome, sweetheart. Happy anniversary to you. Hey, are you going to read a second one, quick one? Oh, you already read two. I just read two. I know. See, they're so short, I don't even know. See, and I actually, the second one, I actually tried to stretch it out a little bit. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I'll do a long, dramatic pause right here, and she'll be fooled. <laughs> I know. Insert pause here. Like, here it is. Bam. Bam. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do better I'm trying to work on Stretching some things out and speaking You things. write exactly as you want to write It does not <laughs> You do not have to write them longer Just for me You write how you want to write honey Oh I know But I'm always going to be greedy for more of you Oh You're so sweet But thank you <laughs> Okay Well I've got to go ahead on and skedaddle. I know you got a lot of people want to wish you a happy <laughs> anniversary as well they should. Uh, 14 years is a long time, and I know there's more to come. So It's been such a fun ride. I can't even tell you. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're a part of this, Tamiko. Thank you. Oh, me too. Uh, I've been you are like truly I, like, I, I really truly think of you like a sister, you know. Oh, you're 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 like my sister who's the voice of reason that yells at me when I want to jump off something to see how far it is to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're you are my, you are you are my kite string sister. You know what? I appreciate that, and you're my sister who tells me to um, loosen up and try something adventurous for a change. <laughs> good for each other. I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship. Thank you so much, Tamiko. And thank you so much for sharing those poems tonight. Oh, and thank you. And everybody can find me at poetrysoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. Okay, our next caller comes from dun 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 area code two one nine two one nine. You are on the air. And now how you doing? This is brother on the line from East Chicago, Indiana. How are you doing, brother? Oh, welcome to the show, sweetheart. Happy anniversary to you. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Happy anniversary to you. 14 years ago, on time to do a radio show. <laughs> you guys make it easy. Uh, now, it actually speaks to the consistency of, uh, of putting in putting in all the, the work that you do. We appreciate it. Having, this, having the platform. Well, thank you, sweetheart. What do you have for us tonight, Brother O, who is in the house on the mic, ready to bless us with dun 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 what? This poem is called a nominal fit is already taking place. My dear brothers and sisters. They have been over 10 million cases confirmed 
in the coronavirus in these United States of America. It's suggested by years in that we will experience over 250,000 deaths because of COVID-19 in these United States of America, all because the soon-to-be former president of the United States of America downplayed the citizens of the modern-day pandemic. Over 22 million Americans lost their jobs due to the coronavirus pandemic. He had record numbers of unemployment claims that tax the outdated systems to the max. We endured a nationwide shutdown that lasted for nearly three months. The halted our social lives set to get our essentials and go to work or medical related appointments. People stopped them on toilet paper, food masks, gloves, alcohol, and antibacterial wipes. The Republicans Reluctantly passed the coronavirus relief package to small businesses and provided an extra $600 a week unemployment benefits to those who lost their jobs for six months. Plus, provided a measly $1,200 check signed by Donald J. Trump as a, as a way of bribing to try to buy a vote. Then we all saw George Floyd being murdered by four police officers in the Minneapolis on Memorial Day on national television. And then the pilot keg of pure anger and outrage leading to protests and riots all over America. Black Lives Matter's protests clashing with the police and making calls for complete police reforms, including defunding the police and overhauling the criminal justice system. Confederate statues were either removed or defaced. When Jacob Blake got shot seven times in his back, his nation was on the brink of civil war between protesters and right-wing militia groups and NBA players boycotting playoff games. The Bozo Celebrity Apprentice made jokes about people wearing masks and didn't have the courage to issue a nationwide mandate on them while criticizing the science of calling the coronavirus a hoax. And then the widespread debate on social media people making a false claims that their rights were violated and infringed upon. You got Indian fools clowning in stores and restaurants everybody see on national TV and on Facebook Live. Mass anger and frustration, anxiety and depression on the rise. Rage and ignorance on full display. Conspiracy theories spread on social media by these militia groups. The, the Donald Trump refuses to denounce white supremacists a call upon them to be on standby to start a race war if he lost the election. Murders and race are at all-time high. And we're now experiencing another wave of coronavirus as on the rise is nearly every state in this nation has witnessed both spikes in both cases and deaths. Now, Donald Trump is banned in circus clowns attempted to use voter suppression tactics to stop mail-in ballots from being counted based on his false claims of fraud. Yet mailboxes in predominantly minority communities removed the liberty by the post office. You got convicted felons in Florida being denied their right to vote if they were delinquent on their court costs and fines. The 
equivalent of paying a poll tax back in the 60s. <clears throat> the end results, close to 170 million Americans voted, turned out to vote, either early voting or in person, on November 3rd. Republicans in the Senate held up a second coronavirus relief package to confirm maybe bear to the Supreme Court. And results in the Supreme Court now has a conservative majority for at least the next 30 years. And right now, arguments are being presented that could rule Obamacare as unconstitutional and try to dismantle that law. Roe v. Wade is in danger of being overturned. It says says marriages are at risk of being declared legal again. Now, Trump, since he's the sore loser as he is, he knew he was going to lose. So he's telling all these lies, false claims, and outrageous statements. And acting a fool because he was afraid to lose his power. And he's on all these rallies in order to regain the election. And that's a desperation plus filing for his lawsuits. My dear brothers and sisters, the domino effect took place November 7, 2020, when Donald Trump soundly lost to Joe Biden. And here he is claiming that the Democrats stole the election. And the Republicans in the Senate are afraid that they lose their majority by those two runoffs in Georgia. And Donald Trump, as a sore loser he is, is refusing to concede the election because he is scared that he will face charges in the, in the state of New York for not paying his taxes. And when January 20th, 2021 comes around, Either Donald Trump will accept the loss and and need the movement to transfer power peacefully, or we will see him being escorted out of the White House by the Secret Service and Paul. Now, once again, you know, you you have no qualms about speaking exactly what's on your mind or how you think nobody ever get has to guess how you feel about something. You know, your your conviction and your self-confidence in your writing is just second to none. Fantastic job, Brother O. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. You gonna read two tonight? Do you have a short one, or do you wanna just tell everyone no, how to no, find you? I just want to tell everyone how to find me because there's uh, other people, other people waiting, and I don't want to take up too much time. So, for those of you uh, not familiar with my work and want to get to know more about me, I can be found on Facebook or on my brother Gavin. These is where to find me. I've Post a lot of original quotes, a lot of good stuff. You see, I'll come in poems, everything. But check me out, and thank you for your support. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being here, for supporting the community, for being a part of the community. We just appreciate you, hon. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. 
Awesome. All right, we'll see you next week. Yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. We'll see you then, Brother O. Thank you, honey. All right, talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right, our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have 732, 256, and 848, and then 609, then 832, and then 903, then 807, then 902, then 863, then 216, then 815, and 585. We're going to have to, I think we're going to have to cut this down to just one poem, guys. Um, I'm sorry, but we're going to only be able to do one. If you want to do a second one, just press one. It'll take you out of the lineup. Press two. It'll put you back in the queue after you're done reading. And you can just you can come back on and read a second one. But right now, we're going to have to switch it back down to just one, or I'm not going to get everyone on in time. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 732. 732, you're on the air. Hello. 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 Testing. Testing. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me all the way in the back? I can hear you. And let me run back there real quick. Okay, I can hear you. All right, I'm back. All right. Well, don't make up any words <laughs> as you go along. Don't trip over yourself. <laughs> no, that could probably every, happen. <laughs> every metal ball will come into you live from the Jersey Shore because you were talking earlier about making up words. Well, welcome to New Jersey. We make up words every day. <laughs> I uh, do all the time. I would say Lewis Carroll would be very proud of me. I mean, especially when I'm driving, I make more words up with my hands than I do anything. <laughs> Seriously, the deaf people next to me driving are like, what the hell did he just say? Oh, honey, uh, didn't you know uh, what he says? <laughs> yeah, because I all know sign language. And the middle finger is pretty universal around here. Oh, man. In fact, that's a state bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was bad. Uh, that's the truth, though. That's that's what's bad about it. <laughs> anyway, happy anniversary. Uh, <laughs> hope everyone's doing well. Uh, all right. Uh, one one poem, huh? One poem. One poem. Uh, I don't know what to do. I had kind of them lined up here. Oh boy. All right. All right. All right. I know. I'm sorry, but if I don't do that, you guys, we're not going to get everybody on. There's we have quite a few callers tonight. Yeah. Yes, I know, I know. I figured I'd come on real quick and say hi to everybody. I don't call in as much as I should. Uh, I think I've been with the show with you guys for the last maybe five, maybe almost six six years now. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know. Don't mind me. I'm just going through some stuff here trying to figure out what to read. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um... Hi. Anyway, yeah, my name's Dennis. Yeah, heavy metal poet. Blah blah blah. Um, let's go back into my element of the good stuff. Usually, when I call in, I've been reading about nice things, niceness, and uh, no more of that crap. Here we go. Let the words do the talking. Into zone cannot numb the pain. Cause, effect, deflects reasons why purpose exists. Words meaningless as actions disprove otherwise. Impending implement double-edged swords we wield. Blood drank from skulls of enemies sworn into scapegoats. Appealed to deniability, accounting freedom into hearts we strive. War rages around. Check our keep to stay alive. Civil, uncivilized, united. 
for a division we stand. All for one, yet no one for all. Time to work together for a better tomorrow, no matter what color. We the people, all Americans. Time to start acting like it. And Paul. <laughs> Time to start that, acting like it. Yeah, because, well, yeah, well, yeah. Time to start acting like it. And I'm talking about everything that's been happening ever since even got Trump got elected and blah, blah, blah. It's Trump this, Trump that, blah, blah, blah. Statue's coming down. Let's take away our history. Bullshit. Eat me. It's not about. You know, that. I, I hate, I hate people it. trying to change things to. I, I have to say this in the right context. No, I don't. I hate it when someone tries to take things and make them politically correct by erasing the past. Our past is mm-hmm. ugly. There's a lot of things in our past yeah, that our children are taught that we need to know. You know, it, there needs to be that transparency in our history, and it's not there. And so, you know, when it comes out of that context, I don't like things now being changed to be politically correct to erase something that's ugly. We need to claim correct. our. We need to wear our ugly. And here's a solid, positive message to everybody out there. And I'm talking about everybody, even the people like in the space station listening. Everybody that tore down statues, that wants to deface this and take down our history and blah, blah, blah. How dare you even think about Thanksgiving? Don't even eat that turkey leg. Seriously. Really? Think about why Thanksgiving became how it became and all that stuff. So if you want to, yeah. So, and... I have, I have a completely. I have a they, call in for our Thanksgiving <laughs> show if we don't do one because I have I'm, a completely different take on Thanksgiving and what it stands for, and oh, I think yeah. that we should absolutely yeah. celebrate it. Um, yes, yeah. but, but it's a different perspective, and those are good. Mm-hmm. If I think yeah, surprise you, maybe I'll just email you and tell you the reason. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, I know. I know. Let's not get too personal, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. That's all I can say. I hope everyone's happy. And happy anniversary to you, too. Um, <laughs> happy anniversary to you, Dennis. See, see how I turn that around? All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to really do. In fact, the piece I just kind of just just read is actually quite new. Um, it's on my one site. The whole If anybody wants to come by and just check out my BS, really, it's just on the, um, the, well, the Heavy Metal Poet. It's the public figure site that's on Facebook. Um, you can come by Course Me Poetry. Uh, Course Me Poetry has actually become more of a, just a platform. I have a Course Me Poetry crew group. You can come to the group, um, and that's more like live streaming. If anybody has any kind of work, if you want to post stuff, musically, poetry, anything, you can put it on there. Um, but between that and the Course Me Poetry on Facebook, it's just platforms for anybody, you know, any local gig shows and open mics, they can go on there. But um, to read my word, uh, words and stuff like that and get pissed off at me, come by the, you know, the, like I said, the the, uh, the heavy metal poet uh, site. But um, yeah, I've been, I, I really haven't been writing all that much. I've been getting back into my music, trying to form my band back together, see how. You know, see how my arthritic bones can can get how far I can get. <laughs> I just want to see if you can still get the spandex. <laughs> Happy anniversary, huh? <laughs> I know, right? Thank you, you for being here tonight. Me. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. 
All right, sweetheart. Bye, Dennis. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan out of Alabama. Hello, my love. How are you, Stan? Oh, much better. Happy 14th anniversary, dear lady. Bravo. (laughs) You're welcome. Happy anniversary to you. Indeed. Yes, this is... uh, Though I have been away a while, (laughs) it is so good to be here with you tonight. It is good to have you here. It wouldn't wouldn't be a complete night without you here. Oh, trust me, this is a venue I cherish. For those who don't know, the first time... The first time I was ever a guest host was on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. And the first and only workshop I ever did was with Mr. George Wiley out of Michigan on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. That was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. It was. I have to admit. And I would recommend it to anyone... (laughs) <laughs> Just saying. Well, we should do another one. Ah. You think George would be up for it? I think you could convince him. <laughs> I think you I think you guys should put one together and then tell me what you want to do and I'll help you do it. I think the two of you should come up with it together. You guys did real well together. Yeah, I'm going to have to, well, I definitely have to talk to George. Oh, I got an incredible honor in doing a collaboration with Bear Soul. Oh, really? Who at one time was known as King Cadence. And I got to do a collaboration with him. Did King Cadence change his name? Yes. Why don't I know this stuff? Nobody ever tells me anything. Well, I'm telling you. Uh, I need to get out more. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It was was outstanding. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was. It it made my day. It really made my day. And we got to do it on the Hurt Locker remix. That was sweet. Isn't it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So what do you have for well, us on this our anniversary show, my darling? Well, I went through some of my pieces and I found one. It's an amazing quote. It was given to us in the Garden of Poetry and Prose by Juan Pedro. And the quote is from James Gil de Biendema. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's basically phonics here. (laughs) And uh, the quote was outstanding. I believe I wanted to be a poet, but deep down, I just wanted to be a poem. Oh, wow. I thought That's that was awesome. Too cool. I know. And thinking 
of the poets that you mentioned, including the Appalachian Outlaw Church. Yeah. I thought I would do this piece as a tribute to both of them and also for all of us poets. This is the art. Scribe of the words that touch all things human and beyond. To delve into the well of all emotions and experience. Take up the pen and flow fire, desire, the subtle, sublime. Even fantasy and history from imagination to lie. All realms within reach. Passion, romance, heartbreak, loss. Ethereal to stark reality. Metaphors and images abound. From contentment of sunsets to pain-ravaged shores of storms. To flow and bleed ink from my very essence. A poet. Paradise, but the art to be the poem, to know the true core of the poet's heart, to know the feelings meant in each word. Then, when writer shares with reader, to be the route between them, to re-experience each word through countless souls, countless visions, countless diverse perspectives for as long as the words are read. Even the paradise of poet pales to the experience of touching any and all souls to be the poem, the art, and peace. That was fantastic to that prompt. That was incredible. Stan. Oh, I'm telling you. It's amazing. You can well, tell there was a lot of motion in that when you wrote it. Oh, there was. And it's because this is what we do. You know, we basically pour ourselves into our words and then open ourselves up to the perceptions and interpretations of others. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and if there was anything in there that really is the, really the payoff as a poet, as far as the poem goes, It's the idea of to re-experience each word through countless souls, countless visions, countless diverse perspectives for as long as the words are read. We may not be immortal, but words are. And that's That's to be the poem. That's true. And that one's for my... Mentor and great friend, Mr. Philip Kent Church, the Appalachian outlaw poet. 
I do miss that, man. I do, too. Every day. If there was ever an affirmation of him being the outlaw poet, it's when he documented putting together our anthology, Outlaw Poetry, We're in Cahoots, and mailing a copy to President Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Arg! <laughs> the Appalachian outlaw poet beyond any doubt. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I just wanted right. to share that poem and share that memory on your 14th anniversary, my dear. I appreciate you doing that. You know what? He meant to me, you know, and oh, yes. he, he was, he was a kindred spirit for sure. You know, our love for Shakespeare oh. and the smell of old books. And I, you know, I could have talked to him for hours and did, you know, so appreciate and you I, sharing that. And I appreciate you, Stan. I mean, you, you know, since the very first time you came on here and read, you've just been an amazing part of our family, an amazing part of this group. And just dove in heart first with all of us. Just appreciate you you so much. If there's one thing a poet is, it's heart first. This is true. All right, tell everyone how they can. I couldn't think of a more lovely venue than yours. That's because you guys are so awesome. Think how boring it would be, seriously, if it was just me here jammering and yammering. Nobody would come listen to that crap. They come here for you guys. This is your community. You guys Uh, built this. You should all be very, very proud of yourselves. Well, we're proud of the fact that we're on Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe with you. Thank you. I'm proud to be with you guys as well. Appreciate you, honey, so much. And we will talk to you next week. Absolutely. As soon as if I can get away, I will be here. <laughs> and all I can say is on to the next. Thank you, Stanley. Love you, hun. Love you. All right. Our next caller on this our anniversary show, starting our third hour now. We have area code eight four eight. Eight four eight, you're on the air. Yay, I got a cell phone and the cell phone has a number. Yay! <laughs> hey, Dennis called. Dennis freaking called. Like, I have to call him up. He's down the street. Whatever. Okay, overwritten song lyrics. So they're not poems. So I'm going to rip through these and I'll, whatever, height shorten it up or something. Sometimes it seems for every one of you, there are two of us. And sometimes it seems you're not sure if those imaginary friends have left. And sometimes it seems like technology's broken. And sometimes it seems there's a need to pull the trigger. Sometimes the key don't fit and somehow the engine turns over. Somehow it seems like it is and sometimes it seems like it isn't. And sometimes it seems as a shared vision of heaven is beholden to the will of the sky And sometimes it seems what needs to be is a belief in the wisdom of a tree. Sometimes you think you look as bad as you smell. Sometimes you think the work fuck eat ethos is only thing real as milk. And sometimes you think yesterday's truth was of little use. Sometimes you can think nine-tenths possession doesn't add up. 
And sometimes you can think democracy is cash. Sometimes you think the misguided will follow the same sign into a similar darkness. Sometimes you're not sure you should have nothing more to do with them. Sometimes you're not sure if the TV is still on. Sometimes you're not sure if you should believe in what you see. Sometimes you're not sure the empty walls conceal the unseen. Sometimes you're not sure that voice of the past is a familiar echo. And sometimes you're just not sure if it's where you left it. Meanwhile, in the meantime, or then again, between here and there, or just to be amongst the now and then. Which I thought, anyhow, Dennis called. Yay, we live in New Jersey. Yay, we have Cronola 19 hell death rain weather. <laughs> Gregory, no, I think that's one of my yes, favorite ma'am. poems. I think that's one of my favorite poems I've ever heard you read. I loved that. Sincerely, absolutely loved that. Poem. Yeah, it's all going to be, uh, it's not a, yeah, or I read it quick. Yeah, it's, it's for a song. The music will be good. Yay. It's not a yeah. send, Okay. Hey, what what a nice thing to say. Are you this nice to everyone? What a no, good I'm a person. horrible bitch. Don't I know. You know that. It's you know a that. fucking rat fuck. <laughs> what the hell are you reading? Why are you reading that damn poem? What's you know what you? I mean? <laughs> now we're talking. She's about getting yelled at and crap, buddy. Fucking. You know, oh, hey, I'm, I'm an arranger. You'll get the, I'm an arranger. Oh, well, that's good. You, you should, you know, have a, a fine understanding of classical music, you know, and you give, oh, no. Okay, so you really just, you have like a degree in Pro Tools? No. So anyhow, sorry to go <laughs> off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I'm an arranger. Yeah, you know anything about classical music? No. Okay, thanks. That's what we're looking at. We've been happy day. Dennis called in. Dennis has a natural sense of timing. Like when he plays the drums, it's mm-hmm. freaking awesome because we, you know, we goof on everything. Yes, all these other drummers, you know, all over the freaking place, whatever, Travis Barker or something. Dennis has a natural sense of timing and creates a really good pocket. How are you? What a cool I ass radio show. Isn't this awesome. a pisser? This shit's the <laughs> stuff's the best. You're go <laughs> mental. What's Dennis talking about? Don't eat a turkey or genocidal Indian fucking pudding or something. Whatever. <laughs> don't, don't eat the brown acid. That's all I can yeah, say, right? We're fucking sober. <laughs> and Whatever, nobody's wearing a mask. It infringes on their <laughs> sense of individuality. We're like, are you fucked? There's not going to be concerts for freaking like five years, you idiot. Come on, I spent $30 on this lip gloss. I'm not covering it up. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it's so bogus. Hey, I can't you know, do my duck dude. lips and my selfies with my face mask. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, that's it. Burn incense. Hey, why are you burning incense? You're to like ashes, ashes, all fall down, like ring around the rosy. It's like, <laughs> this is like primitive. Don't you know that? You just walk around with like the origin of potpourri. You got any stale flowers stick up your freaking nose. Fucking shit. Yeah, as soon as you come in, like bleach, you just sip on like Jack Daniels. Don't even, you know, not even like really a shot or any type of volume. So now we're having too much to do. It's been raining for like freaking three days. So it's total science fiction. You know, COVID death puddles. It's freaking <laughs> like rainforest. <laughs> they get all the conspiracy uh, people. They see the clouds. It's like 
you, you can see it. We're convinced you can see it. It illuminates red because it has a quality. It has a, it has, it might be microscopic, but it has a space. It's a real freaking thing. So whatever. <laughs> so you guys, this so is Gregory burnt. Schwartz on the mic, just in case you did not know, Gregory Schwartz. And you can buy his well, brand you. of coffee by going to GregorySchwartzCaffeine.com. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we like it's, it. It's GregorySchwartz-Iwantsome.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get it together. You said, yeah, you know, we all write that right. fucking hell book. Whatever. Twitter's a pisser. No, and freaking with you, it was hard to be exciting. It was like first, like computer and stuff. Now it's been like, been through like five of them. My last one blew up. My browser is outdated. So I can just do like basics and stuff. It's really funny. I couldn't get on like the chat room or do any of that stuff. That's crazy. You know, right, we have a back. Yeah, everyone we don't care. Yeah, what are we doing? You, Gregory. <laughs> who the tell everyone F how they would, can find you. Huh? Why would someone want to find this nonsense? You don't want to find us. We'll find <laughs> you. <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Twitter's cool. Schwartz, whatever. Hellbook. Go yeah. find Dennis. Everybody go on. What's it? The heavy metal poet. You want to hear right, fathead? Well, you want to hear fathead nonsense? Another like couple thousand views and it goes up to three million. Okay. That's awesome. Let's, yeah, it's free. It is awesome, isn't it? Makes it everybody is. all wild and stuff. Make whatever. All right, Gregory. I'm sorry. Hey, thanks. I, I love know. you guys. You're the best, <laughs> best thing. Calling it forever. No, we need to work it out. Yeah, find me on Hellbook, Gregory Schwartz. If yeah, there's a bunch of uh, mandalas, like Zen pictures on there and stuff. Some past life nonsense. All yeah, right, don't die of COVID, okay? Got rid of that fucking asshole. No, we might go international again. We might, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, and everybody support the heavy metal poet. Because, yeah, my fucking <laughs> ego stroked enough. What a nice thing. Thanks, this is the honey. best internet show I've ever called in. <laughs> I love you so much. Me. Yeah, I'm going to go drown in a puddle of COVID. Thanks. Yeah. Happy day. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Appreciate you, hon. <laughs> hey, no, it's cool. I even found the speakerphone and all. Very be cool. all right. All will be well. Perfect. I'm going to listen to the rest of the show. No, I love listening. Okay. No kid. I'm out. Bye. Goodbye. Love it. <laughs> Bye, Everybody baby. be well. Stay dry. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. One, two, I'm going to go ahead and give the next caller so you kind of have a heads up. We have 609-832-903-807-902-863-216-815-585 is our lineup right now. Let's go ahead and grab area code 609-609. You're on the air. Hi there, Nyla. This is uh, William Beck. Hey, William. How, how are you, love? Oh, it's awesome. I'm following that that gifted nut, Schwartz. So let me <laughs> declare my undying love for him. I love him, you maniac. You absolute nutcase. I love I you. I know, right? I, w I really want his brand of I, – I want what he's on. I oh, want I his energy. Know. I want his I, I energy. Just, I don't know, but uh, I love him anyway. But um, yeah, New Jersey poets representing your show tonight. Um, 
uh, the, the Nettie Schwartz and also Dennis Heavy Metal Poet and myself, all Jersey boys. I know, right? You guys are like taking over the house. This is awesome. Oh, my God. I, I don't know. I know it's nutty. Anyway, I know you got a whole <laughs> bunch of people on here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and one poem, right? Yes. All right. Well, here you go. You don't need any other poems because this is it. This is the Holy Grail, Nyla. This is called <laughs> okay. How to Write a Perfect Poem. So all of your answers are here. Okay. Okay. All right, how to write a perfect poem. First, set a very specific purpose for your poem. Then do a free write and write about everything that comes to mind. The specific, the general, the concrete, the abstract, the acceptable, the taboo. Allow your wandering mind to write down every little thing. Go back to your free write and look for perfect, polished lines. Polish these lines. Highlight them. And post them wrapped in a bow of perfectly pure artistic intentions into a poem. Now throw it the hell away. Now go back. And find those imperfect lines slithering across the, the, the page. Lines rancid with anger, seething with rage. Concrete images expressing abstract emotions. Find the kind of awkward images that crawl into your head and lay eggs of inspiration. Keep all of these. And keep writing like this for about 20 years. And you'll probably have some halfway decent poetry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're saying there, you know, the kind of inspiration that crawls in the corner. And I thought you were going to say crawls in, shits in the corner of your brain is what I thought you were going to say. You know, there was well, just that intensity to it. <laughs> well, well, that you, you uh, Schwartz just set me up, so that's what you're ready for. So. <laughs> You like you you weren't surprised. You expect I'd be even crazier. So, you know, look oh, who William, I'm following. That, that was a great read. You know, good advice. The power in that. You know, look beyond the obvious. I'm telling people that all the time. You I, know, I think it comes out of something that I, it may have been Steinbeck or Hemingway who said, "You write something that you think is perfect. You write a perfect passage or something that that you just can't part with." Throw it out. <laughs> Throw it out and start again. Um, because it's probably the worst thing you've ever written. But, um, okay, so let me tell you, uh, it's just William M. Beck on Facebook. That's, hello? I'm here. I'm listening. I was letting you talk. Yeah, I'm sorry. William M. Beck on Facebook. That's how you can find me. Um, I posted some stuff on your page, and we had talked last week about uh, just uh, publishing and different things, and mm -hmm. uh, you said send me your information, so I did. I just figured you were very busy, having had the chance to get back to me. So, um, 
you know, not a lot of time to talk about those things now. But um, we always have time. Well, you know, well, I sent you my info, so um, I know other people, um, and I posted a couple of poems, did some stuff uh, based on your uh, your prompts, but on your site. But um, so you know, when you have a chance to get back to me, what whatever. But uh, yes, happy anniversary, and um, I'll let the um, the other folks come on in and get a chance. Okay. Thank you, Will and William. Great job tonight, honey. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. All right. Next caller, 832-832. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. It's Emilia <laughs> T. Davis calling from Houston, Texas, but I have an extra special treat for you. What do you have? And hello, Amelia. Good evening. I have my son sitting beside me. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hi, sweetheart. How you doing? I'm doing fine. So he's going to do a piece and then he's going to do a piece and then I'll come in behind him and do mine. Okay. Okay. And what is your name, hon? Badru, B-A-D-R-U, Badru Gardner. And here he is, without further ado. Hey, Nyla. Hi, honey. What you have for us tonight? I have a poem. Uh, it's going to move sort of fast, but I think it will titillate. Okay. Okay, uh, it's called White People. Jesus is not coming back to you. At least not the white one. Try as you might with a pretentious judgmental air. And on the other side, nobody cares. Nihilists doing skateboard awning, sliding down stair rails and breaking your neck. Oh, darn it to heck. Saw a wigger call someone bigger a redneck. Eastern seaboard boarding school bed check. I inspect the supposed divine nature of the European people. A race of tinkers, inventors, and mechanics. Breathing with the natives to create his panic. Damn it, Janet. Going to the theater for a Rocky Horror Picture Show viewing seems to me too upper crust. Giving the cold sack inhabitors upper crust. In New Jersey, Italians grab their crotch and strut their stuff. Huff and puff, every children's tale has a secret supremacist agenda. Like David Duke in Boston in the 80s, and you think I'm fucking crazy? Damn, come on, son. Like a cop on the beat asking you what you're doing around here. Like how the sense of conservancy stomps queers. And every rock song sounds like a marching army bleaching the world clean of impurity. Impurity defined as whoever can't sing along with the classics. But what defines that? Symphonic serenades on the plantation. Oh, dear me, this weather is quite... Oppressive. It seems to me the Aryan Brotherhood is fighting for what they already own, control. Like how in every black-white buddy cop movie, the white cop always gets a sex scene, or the black cop gets injured by criminal shots. The same way they do me with subliminal thoughts, manufacturing products that can only make you conform to the dominant culture. Abominable vultures picking up the carcass to clean it efficiently, of course, like everything is done. Like the coffee shop chick varsity volleyball champion who plays tennis on the side, reading every sophist recommendation, throwing us off all this quick as an especially trained arm will allow. Decades of coaching and piano lessons and dorm letting college credits swore to university, drinking with the frat boys with short shorts and closing the slanton salvation. I think they're all a bunch of sickos on America's funniest home videos. Pagans and Puritans coagulating in a melting pot, scalding and bubbling, and forcing the overseer to the forefront. You can tell by the oceanic boardwalk storefront, or the shirtless rollerbladers eating pizza by the slice. 
running their hands through sweat-laden hair that lays flat and perfect on the scalp. I'm not saying I'm jealous, but the psychological conditioning of what beauty is has rendered the minority populace a wishing mess, wishing to confess the outermost truths, wishing for food in the stomach and over the head of roof, wishing you weren't so aloof, wishing to be more like you with all your punctuations, perfections, and morning salutations and film directions. Everybody has to accept the status quo, whatever that means, plus the facts are sown deep in the ground with tombstone above it, as is a tradition kept by people divorced from a unified discipline, occupying the employment for thinkers and managers and philosophy majors like, what do you think you should do? The latent accusatory tone reverberating and shuffling and rippling through the immediate atmosphere, attacking the face you play with, when you learn to play with watching them on television, channel clicking, continuum, consensuously contemplating caustic creation. And speaking of creationism, how does the evolution lie beside it like a dual diagnosis, a cruel prognosis, but the jewels shown boastfully in the crowns of the monarchs forever honored, even beyond the permanence or relevancy of their supposed station, and billions born in the ethereal inheritance, encompassing the globe and all its continents, a landmass reaching out north, west, east, south, to the others not in brotherhood, but a false smile friendship, promising with one hand a handshake, and the other hand behind the back of fingers crossed, naughty, nappy, megatron, necrophilia, never-ending and negated, whole monkey conglomeration is the most hated, defiling normalcy, the fakement that's in the shape of a union, hiding in cowardice behind a fire-branded constitution, the sizzling letters marking the hemp skin for eternity, like somehow a document over 200 years old, written by slave owners, is still applicable. Is it genius or is it an obstacle? Capitals, hope type your monocles. Mix and avoid your debacle. Get free of your shackles and debate with all actors. Quotes, everything gets displayed on the movie reel. Every real or imagined circumstance is renovated with makeup that caused enough fear to stop the hiccup. And that's what it's really about, isn't it? Fear and all its components, driving your motivations and killing your cultivations, castrating your compunctions and lacerating for convulsions, an epic title matching the epic war scene, plastered matter and cousins and tatters. Sir, may I have some more? 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 You can have the freedom you can buy in this brave new land, commiserating with Congress to approve more taxation without representation, massive devastation and decrepit procreation, moving the populace growth exceeding the level of nurturing possible. It's a new world order for the unfurled daughters. So tell me the solution to this amplified noise pollution. Someone give me the answers to their queries of the soul before my body releases it to join with the universe. How blessed is the curse. God bless the president. The only thing black about him was his hearse. But rehearse it again before it slips away. Their lessons mean nothing. Tears to stay shimmering in the array. The London fog. Sherlock Holmes keeps the barking dogs at bay. Let the scientists' microscopes lead the way. All of it forfeited for a flickering roll in the hay. With Jesus coming back, the last thing I want to do is pray. In peace. You know... Damn it, Janet. Oh, Brad. I'm mad. You get super kudo points, first of all, for being the first person to ever quote Rocky Horror Picture Show on my show. So <laughs> congratulations for that. <laughs> um, that was just absolutely an intense roller coaster of, of emotion. And, and a, a roller coaster is a perfect example because a roller coaster, even on the straightaway is not a smooth ride. You know, it right. just was, was incredible. I am absolutely impressed. You know, but Drew, that was, I'm, I'm very glad you were here and shared that tonight. I'm, I, that was an amazing surprise. Thank you, Nyla. I, I appreciate being able to share with y'all. Here's would mom. love, would love to have you come back again. Have mom, your mom give you the number or friend me on, on Facebook or whatever, because we would love to have you back again. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for doing. You know, Nyla, he, Nyla, he was on before uh, some time ago, and you kept asking me to have him come back. So, well, I'm old are, and I forget. 
yes, well, I'm old and I forget. Uh, but but here it's your 14th anniversary um, surprise uh, present from me. Well, I appreciate it. Him. Thank you. You're more than welcome. And so my piece is going to be, um, you know, I go back eight years, eight years with you out of the 14, and I decided to bring you an old piece from 2012, and it's called Amazing Love, and it goes like this. The love my heart has for you knows no limits. I will fly across the universe and back again, dance amongst the stars, glide on moon rays, sing on sun rays. My heart is harmonizing with the entire human race. I am not lacking that you complete me, yet you add spice to improve upon this life, to add zest to it. I honor you as the leader in our relationship. You are so wise all your ways. I'm so thrilled that the Lord has brought me to this day that I may rejoice at the thought of all that has been achieved, knowing there is so much more yet to come. My Lord looked into my heart and saw my desire, needs, and wants. Behold, he said, there will be a new and bright future for her. In walked my king. All that I could have wanted and so much more. Handsome with a heart of gold and godly too. A care and concern for his fellow man, woman, with intellect and common sense too. An imagination that can take you to the mountaintops. My breath is taken away at just the thought of him so dear. I am left in wonder at the Lord's love to deliver me with such a love as his. He is my world and he is my heart. I am in awe. Wow. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peace. <laughs> oh, great job, sweetheart. Great job. You, you, always, you always have that super beautiful look on love. Um, he he wanted to tell you um, he's on SoundCloud and he's on Facebook and he's 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 also on com. He has three published books on com and it's Badru B A D R U middle name Akeem A K. E E M Gardner G A R D N E R. That is how you find him on Facebook, um, on SoundCloud, and also on um, Lulu dot com, uh, and also on YouTube. Uh, and um, or just hit me up in my inbox, and I'll direct you to him. It's 
Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S. I'm on um, most all media forms of media under Emilia T. Davis, and I also have a like page. And we are both in Houston, Texas. And with that said, bless you. And um, here's to the next 14 years. And much love, Nala. You know, you family. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being here tonight. No problem. (laughs) Good night, both of you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello. How are y'all doing tonight, man? This is little Gary from East Texas. I was sipping hey, to uh, the people before me, you know, and it sounded like she was, like, going to say whatever homeboy wanted her to say, but now I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to say that on the air because I'm just a little bit north of them. I just I need a chick <laughs> that'll do that for me. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to read for us tonight, love? Oh, yes, ma'am. Man, uh, when I first heard your show, man, it's the you know, 14th, and I was like, I have to get on y'all's future highlights. Y'all are going to be like, well, man, this is the time that little Gary had came out, man. This is it. And uh, I was going to do, like, poetries about, you know, love in the beginning and then love at the ending. So I had two kick-butt ones for y'all. But since uh, I know you don't have a lot of time, I'm going to hit you with one just kind of telling you about me. So you'll be like, man, this is little Gary. Like, man, this when he come out, man, 2014. Uh, not 2014, but 14th anniversary, bam. Is that cool? <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, this one right here uh, is called uh, A Man Like Me by Little Gary. How do I begin to explain a man like me? Damn, y'all. Hold on a second, because when I drink, I pee. Okay, sorry. Where was I? Hell, it doesn't matter, because everything I write is for free. When I quit school, I went out and got a degree. And I must say how proud I am of that damn GED. I'm a man that's unlike any other. I raised three great kids without their sorry-ass mother. I can't afford to fly. Shout out to my Josh because, ah, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. I can't afford to fly. Shout out to Josh because I always be missing my brother. Texas to Alaska, LOL. So do you think we could have moved apart any further? Two broke men playing the lotto every day because it's the only way we'll ever be able to see one another. I'm the kind of man that puts mud tires on the back of his truck because when I'm alone, I really can't afford to get stuck. Growing up poor, I was never able to say shit like gross or no or Definitely not yuck, because you'd be rubbing a red cheek while mom's yelling. It's all we got, so eat it and shut the hell up. And it goes for everyone that doesn't want to get struck. When Dixie cut my hours back this week, and we're broke as fuck. I often wondered if rich kids had the same kind of luck. I'm a man that tells lots of jokes, and if you ask my girlfriend... She'll say, hell yes, and I really love how he pokes. But I wish he wasn't always taking all those cigarettes and cokes. And I'm like, baby, I'm sorry, because it must be hard kissing someone that smokes. 
I feel like a fish out of water sometimes, y'all, a.k.a. different strokes. I'm little Gary, the future star of my family, if you're asking my folks. I'm a man that was abused till it made me a fighter. And I learned that bad things always happen when I'm using my past like it's fuel because my temper's a lighter. Hell, I only thing I ever been I fear is girls because I've never been hurt by a snake, a shark, or a spider. I got more troubles behind me than the fucking Pied Piper. Man, I've lost lots of things in my life, but y'all better know that I couldn't hold on any tighter. Hell, I can take more shit than a Trailer Park's baby's diaper. I'm the kind of man that expresses my feelings of poetry. And even though I got good eyes, I can't fucking see. If I treat you good, it's because that's how you treat me. I'm from East Texas, and my name is Little Gary, and I'm standing invisibly tall at six foot fucking three. And if you want something to read that's real, then the next four lines is my guarantee. Always chase honey more than a bee. I will always write what in the hell I want, even if I didn't write it for free. I will always say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, thank you. You're welcome, fuck you, and please. And you will never, ever, ever, ever meet a nicer, more passionate, big dream having, no spelling ass broker man than me. End point. <laughs> love the confidence. Love, I love the line. And there's something about um, I can take more shit than a trader park baby's diaper or something like that. <laughs> That's what I talk about when I talk about creative imagery. That was awesome. All right, baby, do me a favor. Tell everyone how to find you, Little Gary. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Little Gary 76 uh, at allpoetry.com. Find me on there, man. Even if you don't have a deal, I want to get published, man. Check out my stuff. I got so much good rhyming and, and, and crazy stuff. Uh, a lot of followers, man. A lot of good comments. I uh, just haven't got published. So it's like I'm somebody, but it ain't nobody that nobody knows yet. So, uh, you know, listen, listen, you know, check it out, man. It'll you. It's good. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week. Oh, yes, ma'am. You'll talk to me tomorrow in the morning. I'm going to be at your door. Uh, just send me your address and your link, and I'll be right there. I'll be the smiling, handsome guy waiting for somebody to notice me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> with your wife behind you with a rolling pin. Gotcha. All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you next God, week, like honey. Years. I asked her to divorce me the other day. She said $10,000. So give me $10,000. i will be there, the guy with the divorce wife It's not with me. <laughs> Thank you all, though, so much. All right, and we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thanks, little Gary. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 8. We're our, It does look like we're going to be going into our fourth hour, you guys, just so you know. Um, we're normally a three-hour show, but we've got a lot of people to get on tonight, and I'm not going to stop till everybody gets on. So next caller, 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla Tay. It's Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Happy anniversary, sweetheart. Happy anniversary. This is just uh, two seconds of something for your anniversary here.
That's my uh, ocean drum <laughs> that I got. <laughs> That's awesome. It has a little belly tiny... dancing. <laughs> yeah, it has a little tiny uh, uh, metal beads in it, or a little barrel, like almost like tiny ball bearings. And That's the, cool. The back is, yeah, it is, and the back is plastic, and so when you drum it, it rustles, and you can like swoosh it around, like you like you heard like a like it sounds like the ocean, so. Mm-hmm. You know me always with drums, especially just always finding something new. <laughs> so I wanted to read this here because uh, um, I don't think I read this the last time. Uh, Christopher was talking about you know that yearning sort of a thing, something for something kind of different or just kind of uh, beyond everything that's here, sort of. Um, so this is called. Wishing for something beyond. I think you've heard it before, but probably a long time ago. And I set this to the music of someone called Yaya, J-A-J-A. And uh, her track Beyond, which she says is seems to be a, a fan favorite. It seems to touch a lot of people. So, And when I heard it, it just really touched me and it made me write this. So, Wishing for something beyond. Wishing for something beyond. As I look up, standing under the star-studded veil of inky nighttime sky, abyss of wonderment beyond wonders, my eye draws wide open as I wish for something, wishing for something beyond. I wish for something beyond all of this, a something ineffable and inconceivable, yet something that has become the closest thing to my now wide-open heart, an ineffable something that has always been a part of me, an essence of a mysterious something that, as much as it was always with me, just as much now it will never depart. I wish for stars beyond stars, something, some sort of phantasm of mysterious light, as fractal geometries rearrange themselves, illuminating in mysterious modes of sight, the darkness of sky's eternal night. I wish for constellations beyond what I see, constellations no longer fractured by life's woes, but whole and unbroken in their schemata, healed with words of power spoken in their shape. I wish for planetoids beyond measure, swarms of nascent potentiality, swarmed in arrays heretofore unseen, the small measure of God's glorious galactic dream. I wish for something beyond all these things, something unknown but utterly unknowable, but utterly knowable, as noble gases in space catalyze themselves, enriching the space around them to flare to life in noble colors of light before unseen, so that the meaning of the cosmos over eons without measure they may be gleaned. I yearn for the impossible, yet the probable, the edge of existence that promises eternity in one breath, a moment stretched out forever in time, where every action and every moment, it grows infinite in its scope and its depth, a promise of life beyond death with every breath. All of this blossoms in the visions of my eyes, matriculated by the pantheon of deities in my now infinite mind. And I cry out to the universe with a silent plea. I wish for something, something beyond all of this. So that is wishing for something beyond. And I think it, that song should be around. I heavily, heavily recommend listening to that song, especially if you had any liking for that poem. Uh, if you listen to it, I think this is one of those poems that particular. It, I think it totally, absolutely syncs up 
with the with the music and, and vice versa. So it's kind of one of those synergistic sort of things that just completely worked. It totally worked, man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, sweetheart. All right, do me a favor. Happy anniversary to you, love. Tell people how they can come show you love. Happy anniversary. Uh, I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and that's uh, on Facebook. And I have my links, some of my links there at least, if not all. And I'm uh, now working on, it'll probably be, be my Wix. I have a square space that I could maybe do, but I think, uh, I'll, I think I can do Wix for free. I think I can do a basic Wix for free. So I'm going to be doing that because uh, I want control of my website exclusively, you know, more exclusively. And Facebook just isn't, as with many other people, it just doesn't work for me. And now that I'm learning how to code and do web, and do web page design, you know, that'll help me do everything like I want. So <laughs> Awesome. There you All go. right, sweetheart. Appreciate you, mm-hmm. honey, so much. Thank you. I appreciate you too. All right. And you still need to shoot me over your address and a message from last week, okay? Yes, yes. I will. All right. All right. And it's the speakeasy cafe at gmail dot com, right? Mm-hmm. Or on you can send it to me on Facebook, either one. Okay. Okay. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Robbie. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 902. 902, you're on the air. Yeah, on Facebook, either one. Okay. 902, are you with us? Thank you. Bye, Robbie. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 902. 902, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing well. How are you, Nyla? I am awesome. It's good to have you here. Uh, Thank you for that. I've just got uh, uh, a poem for my secret lover. Very, very, very secret. And it is a love poem, but it doesn't come from Ikea. No tab A's and swap B's. Um, <laughs> but it gets a little close. So, uh, but this is for the one I love very much, Nyla. Whoops. Okay. That one fell. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought, uh, I thought I you said whoops, and I thought you lost something. You dropped something or something. I didn't know you were still there. No, <laughs> no I, I dropped the clue as to who I loved. Oh, that silly, gr- that silly girl. Yeah. That's such <laughs> yeah, a silly that's girl. Yeah, that silly girl. Yeah. Uh, very impressed with all your guests. I've been here for off and on the past eight years. That's uh, I started writing in 2012. Um and that was the year the person that you were talking to stopped doing that roundtable. And uh, this Michael Todd. show keeps reminding me. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch his name. Thank you. Um, that I still have a lot to learn. I <laughs> write every day, and I still have a lot to learn. But this one's um, tongue-in-cheek for you, uh, Nyla. Okay. I give you, All right. I give you the heft of my tongue to displace the weight of your breast, nipples pressed to the wine veins in my throat. There the bird of my soul cries mercy in Gregorian tones, high and clear, 
this is a creature of winged desire. Give me a sip of your cup. I am only restrained by courtesy and an iron need. I have no right to give of myself, nor tongue to mouth or to the flames we have given ourselves to. And that, of course, is about writing poetry. (laughs) There is no more sensual part of the human's body, I think, than their tongue. It's what makes them speak. It's what lets them kiss. It's what lets them taste. It's just, yeah, that was an awesome poem. I'm so happy. That was awesome. I'll take that home. Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, Bauka Kamstra. You can find me on Twitter, at Weird, spelled W-Y-R-D-E. And uh, thanks for having me on. Happy anniversary, Nala. Happy anniversary to you, my sweet. Thank you for the poem. I loved it. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. My sweetheart. All right. Next caller, area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Eight six three. Is that Noreen? Eight six three. Noreen. Oh oh oh! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to turn that down before you called me. I didn't do it. <laughs> How are you, honey? Welcome to the okay. show. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And and and, and um. <laughs> Okay, and and happy anniversary, 14 years anniversary. Happy anniversary to you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and thank you. So did you bring something of Gary's for us tonight? Um, um, Yes, it's called The Aura of Truth. Poetry is a communication of truth, a necessity of understanding, something you can believe in a comfort to your well-being, to know and to feel. Um, uh-oh. Let me get my, um, I can't, let me get, get an agnify. Oh, okay, now I got it. Evil will be spread to the open mind. The love of others shall be unkind. The end. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. Good job, Gary. We love you, honey. Yes. And what do you have of yours, my sweet? Okay. And for, I have um, this one, this poem called Dedicated to 14 Years of Speakeasy Cafe. Okay. Are you ready for another magical, marvelous night where dedicated talent poets come together to read their poetry for the world to hear how magnificent, powerful, and phenomenal they are. Don't forget the host who made it possible, Jason Tucker, Nyla Alicia, Christopher Ryan, and Michael Quigg, Andy Scott, and Debbie Kelly. Let's not forget the sponsors who made it possible for a three-hour show every week and one sapien who got the sponsors all started. We all get together at this special, magical place, our home away from home. 
Okay, let me get some. Okay. We have spatial poets, too, who will never forget. They and their poetry lives on forever. They are our poet angel stars. My teddy bear, Darden Gary, Phoebe, Philip Church, Barbara, Janet, Deep Enough, Ray, Kismet, and Ronald, and all the rest of our poets living as angel stars. Each poet gives something to Speakeasy Cafe. That is what makes this place our home and unique, spatial, phenomenal place. We speak the truth. Don't hold back. We make you cry, make you angry, make you smile, laugh and dance, make you ponder, think, use your music, make you understand what is going on now in the past. We make you ring your bell and say, got it, now I understand. We stick together, unite together as one big happy poetry family in our magical place. Happy 14th anniversary, Speakeasy Cafe and Nyla. Oh, and thank you, Nyla Alicia, for listening to your music and be our host for the past 14 years. And we love you all. The end. That was beautiful, Noreen. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow, thank you. Wow. Wow. Almost made me cry. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was beautiful. I, Absolutely beautiful, I had to, honey. I had to put all the ones I could think of who passed away, and um, and I I don't know if I I know I probably didn't get them all, but I tried. I want to thank you, by the way, for being one of the sponsors you talked about. You know, you were one of our sponsors, you and Gary both, for our yes. 2020 season. So thank you for that. Honey, do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you. Okay. Um, you can find Gary and I, our, our three books um, on Amazon.com, um, The Hour of Truth, um, Reflection of Our in, Inner Beings, and um, Two Hearts in One. And you can um, find us on our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Um, dot wix dot com front slash poetry and you can find Gary on Facebook dot com and on um reverbnation dot com and poetrypoem dot com and he's also googleable and googleable and you can find me on Facebook um, dot com reverbnation dot com and poetrypoem dot com and you can also find us on Co-Dasify. Uh, I got um, a, a shop on there now, and I'm going to do commissions on there. haven't done that yet. And and you can find us under Gary and Noreen up there on Ko-Fi. And then um, you can – oh, if you want to hear um, Gary, um, um, I got a memorial flight for him. I'm doing – and it's called Gary and Noreen Snyder.wix.com front slash Gary with two R's in it. Okay, it's all about him on there. Okay, and you can um, also hear me do Facebook Live every Saturday night at the Poetry Club. I, I created in memory of Gary and um, in honor of him, honor of him and memory of him. And um, 
every Saturday night, uh, 5.30 p.m. Very Eastern cool. Time. Okay. Thank you, Noreen, and thank you for Welcome. sharing this with us. And, and keep posting those on my page. I appreciate you when you do that. Okay, thank you. All okay, right, hon. I will. We'll talk to you next week? Yes, I'll be here next week. All right. Thank you, okay. sweetheart. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Happy anniversary, Nyla. Thank you, Mama. I love you. Thank you for being here tonight. Wow. Hell, hell, the gang's all here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I was so happy to say, and I can't even believe uh, Badu came on for Amelia, and I've been trying to get him to come on for a year. I got his poem, that poem that he did, and um, I couldn't. He sent it to me so long ago, I couldn't remember uh, who I got it from. So I had to Google the poem to find out. Uh, he sent it to me and had no name on it some years ago. And I was so impressed with his work. And I was so yeah. happy to hear him come on because he's really he really doesn't like to come on. So I He did fantastic. On. I mean he did flawless yeah. when he read. That was great. Man, I that's the poem that I actually I actually read to my grandkids. It's like like this is like you know, not on in public but like you call your grandkids up and say, Listen to this you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poem is deep. So I found I'm I'm late getting here because I had um my grandson here. We like I got a small, 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 small apartment. And I just needed him to come and help me rearrange some things. So we were going through some things and I found this piece from two thousand thirteen and some pieces from two thousand eleven. And this is one of the first shows I came on, so I know I had to read it on here. So I'm going to read the one I found uh, from 2013. The one from 2011 is kind of long, so I'm going to read this one. And it goes like this. I don't even know. It says 3030. 3030. Oh, I know what this means. 3030. Oh, because it was done on April 30th. Okay. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? May the 4th. 3030. Okay, so the name of it is Truth. And it goes like this. The first message was removed, not by me. The reality so painful, even the poetry gods didn't allow you to read, was only meant for me. The intrigue, too intricate, the truth, too plain, expressions from the other side of my sinister mind, instantly you would know how the butter churns, how the soil needs worms, and why we have germs, why life has its own terms. Every truth was made clear, poem that disappeared, every painful fact right there in verse, the curse, the black and the white, the mud cloth weavers, the intricate detail interwoven into the fabric of our much 
disregarded history. The reality so painful, even the poetry gods didn't allow you to read it. It was there as plain as a cliche. Ignoring truth just keeps us ignorant. And so, until you can see your nose on your face, until you can face it, until you can seek it, then by all means, pay truth no mind. In peace. That was incredible. You ever feel like, I just got, you ever feel like you're just beating your head against a wall? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like going no, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like how you, how you can see things so clearly and you just don't get it through why someone else can't. Right, right. Sometimes you write stuff and pick it back up like years later. Like this is almost uh, what 2013, so seven years. That's later. very relevant today. It's some more stuff in this book. There's a whole suitcase full of stuff. I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm a writing, I'm a writing booty. Um, <laughs> I was real glad to hear uh, Tamika too. I haven't heard her in a long time. I was glad oh, to hear to be called. The whole show has been enjoyable. But I'm going to let you go because there might be some more people on the end trying to get in or pressing two for the second time. we got lots of people coming in. All right, Mama. Okay. Love you so much. Thank you. Bye. Vicki Aqua Bye-bye. on Facebook. Find her. Show her love. Good night, honey. Okay. All right. Next caller comes from – I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup just so you guys know. We have 815 815- uh, 585-803, see you on there, Max, uh, 919-419-815-202. You are not in the lineup. If you want to come on, please press 1. That will put you in the lineup if you're here just listening. Appreciate it. Those of you who are in the on the link on the Internet, listening to the show online, if you want to hear, if you uh, call into the show, 646-595-3965, you can hang on to the line and listen to the rest of the show. It will be cutting off in your link here in four minutes. If you're listening in the chat room, just let you know that. You can call in the show and finish looking, listening there. All right, so next caller. With that said, where would we go? 815. 815, you're on the air. Five, are you with me? I don't hear anything at all. Nyla. It's been a there storm. You are. I wanted to say happy anniversary. You know I was on mute. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just like talking away. <laughs> no, That's ma'am. Funny. There's another 815. That's my cousin, Versina. She called in to listen. She wanted to know where I was going to be. I sent her the call-in number, so she's just listening to support me. Oh, cool. Okay. She's not going to come on and read. No, ma'am. But she wanted to be here because this is where I am, and I appreciate that. Well, we appreciate her being here. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, cousin. Love you. Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to be in and out like a robbery because I know you have a lot of people lined up, and this is a momentous okay. occasion. Uh, let's see. What am I going to do tonight? Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to key style. I wrote new poetry this week. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I penned two pieces. I wrote one for Kamala Harris 
called Imagine, and I wrote another one for, I, I just tagged um, gentlemen to it. All the poets were guys that I tagged to the piece, and I titled it Lightworkers because I believe that there are angels who live here on earth with us, and they are lightworkers. So you can pick, Lila, number one or number two. Uh, let's do number one. Okay. Number one is for Kamala Harris. I am excited because we have a vice president to be, our vice president elect, who looks like me. Imagine. I dream big. I always have. I probably always will. Speaking things into existences in my set of skills. I've seen myself realistically for quite some time. I make things happen rather than complaining, thinking that what would difference would that make? Oh, yeah, I want to see something change. So once upon a time, when I was a little black girl, I saw the magic inside myself. Mama did the same thing. So she silenced all the doubt. Quietly, she put herself in a position of greatness, got in touch with her inner godness, remembered that she was an empress, shook off haters, relinquished all negativity, and made it look easy, classy and sassy, minus the drama that it something that the ghetto grieved. This queen inside of her was ready to thrive. Becoming the next vice president of the United States, it might be great. I can't let anyone tell me that it ain't. See, I salute Kamala and all black girls who are powerful, who know what they're going to do in their lives, even when they're small children. They know that they can thrive. They see the capability inside themselves. They're ready, willing, and able. My granddaughters are witnesses to this greatness. I'm keeping my brown eyes on you. Anyone who's shocked by this hasn't been paying attention. See, black women are in charge, and it's a vibe and a movement. We never know what's possible until we imagine it, dream it, pray for it. And once it's within reach, grab it. I've been inspired also to go this. I just got to tell Kamala, girl, you've got this. I'm Dina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in beach. <laughs> Fantastic job, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Thank you, sis. Um, Gina Storm with an E, like inclement weather. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Regina Brooks. And I have an artist page, Gina Storm, spoken word freestylist, as well as Storm's Cadence with my partner in rhyme, King's Cadence. That's where I can be found. I'm a poet who loves poetry, anywhere the poetry is. Happy anniversary once again, my sister. I love you. Love you too, Gina. We will talk to you next week, baby girl. Yes, indeed. Bye-bye. Bye, honey. All right. Next caller, 585. 585, you are on the air. Well, hello. Hello. Hey, this is Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. I'm really glad you were able to get on. Welcome to the show, honey. I wouldn't have missed it for anything in the world. Happy anniversaries to you. And uh, I really want to say thank you, um, as I'm sure everyone else has. And if they didn't say it, they meant it. Uh, for providing us a platform like this. Uh, we were always entertained by each other and always taught at least at least a little something from you every week. So <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate what you've done for um, I appreciate you being – I remember when you first came to the show, you know, and I absolutely – from the very first call, I absolutely fell in love with you. And your your poetry and the way that you write and you is your your whole soul just everything about you, you're just amazing and I'm really blessed. We're all really blessed to have you with us, a part of our family. So I just want you to know that. Thank you, honey. Thank you for being here with us. 
Well, thank you. I feel the warmth of the embrace. Uh, some great stuff tonight. Now I'm in the rarefied air of Gina Storm, Vicky Aqua, and, and you. And, like, I'm, I'm all rosy in the cheeks, you know. Um, <laughs> you know I live to, to make you blush, right? Well, you, you you can probably see it from here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I appear everywhere as far as Facebook is concerned with my full first name as Douglas because my my account got corrupted and I can't get into it. I'm still struggling to get back into my account, which I had for over 10 years. So I got a lot of stuff in there that I need to have. But uh, so I, I recreated the account as Douglas Curry. So uh, if you see me, friend me. You know, uh, let's continue to be in touch with each other after that disruption that did did occur. Um, So I hadn't been writing for a minute because I just really got tired of COVID and Black Lives Matter. And so I got sick to death to wonder what else could be said about this shit. I mean, it's like, and, and it's all necessary but it's not all necessary for each one of us to do. And I'm looking for something to do that would have my imprint, something really say I, that I brought to it that was unique, and I'm still looking for that. Um, on election night, I jotted down some notes. It really became an election afterthought, more of an essay than anything else. And, uh, and uh, Nala, you may appreciate this because I remember this as a baseball person. Uh, an election afterthought. And this is called T-Ball Alumni. We learned to play baseball as well as our interests and physical capabilities will allow. Some of us were just extra hands when two teams were chosen up for a game, just there because nobody else was. There were those of us who were very good and many who were just passable but were enthusiastically enjoying the camaraderie and the competition. We hurled fastballs and curves and swung at and missed some and hit far fewer over the trees into the tall grass. We were all trying to be the best within ourselves, our class, our schoolyard, our neighborhood. We won and we lost. And at either end of that spectrum felt obliged to shake the other fellow's hand and say, good game. We went on with life. Then came T-ball. It was a derivative of our schoolyard pastime, which allowed the batter, instead of having to hit a pitch, fastball, or curve, to simply swing his bat against a ball that was nestled on the top of a batting tee. Batting tees had been developed with professional ball players to use in perfecting a smooth, level swing. At some point, it was determined that the tee could also be used to allow a neophyte player to hit a ball without risking the frustration and humiliation of not being able to hit a ball pitched by another youth. Competitive equalizer in a world where no two things are equal or even supposed to be. No longer did Johnny have to cry or be ridiculed by the other boys for his ineptitude, and no longer did he have to fail and lose the suffering or bruising of his self-esteem. But no longer as well, did he have to conquer that which had conquered him. And win or lose, he too could have a trophy, something once reserved for those who had proven themselves to be the best. What was the point of making Johnny feel like a loser anyway? Everybody wins just for putting in the effort, right? The T-ball was due up. 
It's questionable whether under the influence of well-meaning adults who had given them a tea, a bat, and a ball, they had ever learned that what the schoolyard and the sandlot pickup games had taught their older brothers, uncles, and fathers. As they entered into public life in our industries, government, and civic organizations, had they ever learned to give it their all, and in winning or losing, shake hands and say, good game, and go on with life and peace. That was fantastic, Doug. I'm sure everyone can understand now why I am such a groupie of yours. <laughs> Just thoughts that came to me. It, it's amazing to watch, you know, the the brute force with which that faction approaches everything. You know, mm-hmm. past legislation that, that, that even on the face of it isn't fair. Why do you do this? Because we can. Because we own the Senate. Because we can stop Obama's nomination. Don't even show the respect of even listening to them, meeting with them. We can. That's that's the only reason we can do this. And then the moment a loss comes on the horizon, pardon my friends, they become little bitches. They start whining. You know, they start whining and crying and, and, and it's T-ball. It's, it's yep. T-ball. You know, if you had struck out a couple of times and watched, you know, you, you, you watch people become discouraged when they saw you come up to the plate, like, oh, he's not going to hit the ball, and everybody gets discouraged, that would have done something inside you to make you be better. But you played T-ball, and you never developed that set of balls that if you're going to be a man, you're supposed to have. Yep. That's my piece on that. That that sense of entitlement is crazy. Yeah, yeah, and but it, it's even beyond a sense of entitlement. It's a lack of shame for not standing for anything. As soon as Trump started saying that he had had won, when in fact he had lost, on the mass hypnosis, you know, there's a whole cadre of people. To be true, I heard a woman at work say to another person, she wasn't directing this to me because she didn't think that I would be of a sympathetic mind to this or even really know what she was saying. But she she was saying that she had found another network and she had, you know, departed from watching Fox. Well, you were already in the basement when you were watching Fox, but I know what she was mad about. She was mad because Fox, you know, like everyone else who couldn't help it, had had to call the election for what it was. Had had to, you know, acknowledge some things that were, you know, just plainly true. Or else, you know, they're they're not like your next-door neighbor. They can't say stuff just because they want it to be true. I mean, they they do enough of that. But at some point, if they're not going to get laughed out of it to say, yeah, we have to call this one for who wants. And yeah. for that, and for that, we have people deserting Fox News, which is the only one they could find who would tell that lie for. Now that they won't tell the lie, they're looking for someone else. So, I've worked in the media that's, since that's, I was 18 years old. That just makes me laugh because it's crazy. All right, Doug, my love, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. I'm so well, glad you were uh, here. I can't even tell you. 
I'm glad to be here. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have missed it for anything, knowing that it's particularly since it isn't uh, your uh, anniversary. I would not have missed it for anything, and I'm glad to be here Thank among you. friends, touch base with on and off. Um, I am now, as I as I was born, Douglas Curry. On uh, I am still on uh, on uh, allpoetry.com as Manchild ninety nine. I have yet to to re up. I have a, a Facebook page for Blacks and Blues, my radio program, but I have to re up all that stuff. So somebody had nothing to, better to do than to show himself that he could, you know, hack a, an account. I mean, so people really have, have really have nothing to do. There's nothing of value in there, of value to anyone but me. But uh, they decided they wanted to fool around with it, and then so it got locked and shut down. Yes. We have to find that kid. So it's Douglas Curry on Facebook. And please, you know, for folks who, who I've been in touch with through your program who may be here, hearing us right now, uh, knowing what happens, please reach out and friend me. And I'll be, you know, very happy to, to friend you back so that I can reestablish contact with people I had to lose in that whole transaction. But I've enjoyed being here tonight and enjoyed having a chance to have my, my say. Well, I am glad you were here. I'm going to post that on the on my page so people can uh, people can come. Well, thank you. And, people can uh, come. Gonna... I'm 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 talking at the same time I'm typing. I can't do that. Never mind. All right, I'm gonna post it so people can come find you easier. I'll post it on my page for you. Yeah, I have a thing coming up on the twenty fifth of the month, a story hour reading kind of thing. And I will send you information about that and maybe we can share it with people in this group or who might be interested. I would appreciate it. That would be awesome, please, yes. Okay. Well listen, thank you very much. Congratulations. You know, I know when you when you get into the kind of longevity that's beyond a decade, there was, you know, we don't have to tell everybody, but you know there was the times that, you know, it was like, am I really going to keep doing this? And there were probably some times where you probably were close to not being able or no longer feeling like it. It, it, it takes more than just wanting to, and it takes more than just having the, the ability to do it. Um so you've exhibited that, and it's to all of our benefit. We appreciate it. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Stay off. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. All right. I'm excited about this. Our next caller, area code 803. 803, you're on the air. Hello, Mallory. Happy anniversary. This is Max Parkes. It has been so long, my sweetheart. It is so good to hear from you. You know, I'm I'm your stalker. I keep track of what's going on with you on your pages and your beautiful wife, Tribal Rain, and and all of that stuff. And uh, you know, it's it's kind of like having. The way back. I know, right? Way back to Facebook days. <laughs> I mean, like like. That's a long time. The first days of uh, this program and before, actually, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, even before that. So it's all, a lot of my career can be viewed through your program. <laughs> it's kind of a, <laughs> a chronological order of things because you, there was a time when you used to call in really regular, you know, and then life gets busy and shakes us up in a bag and sends us all in different directions. But, you know, Speakeasy is always kind of like a home 
You know, I know you guys go right. out there. I know you have lives, but you guys always come back at some point. And that means a lot to me. So I'm so glad you're here tonight. I love you so much. I have so much respect for you and the things that you do, the causes you work for, the very selfless nature of the energy you put out in the world and the gifts you give and the fingerprints you're leaving. You're just amazing. I just want you to know sincerely how much respect I have for you as a human being. I feel like I am coming home and saying hi to my sister who's been running this program now for 14 years along with a few friends. I'm hearing some old familiar faces and voices like Robbie and Mama, you know, Mama O. And I was Mm -hmm. kind of like coming home. Uh, You know, it was during the period that that I used to come here a lot, as you said, was when I started changing from just being a spoken word poet to being a spoken word activist and using my Mm -hmm. art to make change in the community. And uh, pretty much that's all I do these days is try to uh, really change my community, my state, my nation, and possibly the world in ways that we've only dreamt of before. Yeah, you've had a really, really long and very public career with your writing. And through all of it, you've been able to maintain integrity and honor. And, you know, there's that does it just says a lot about you as a person to be able to be around as long as I've known you. And to still truly be just a class act. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I guess I, got, I could share a poem with the family uh, as well and add to the rights. Um, <clears throat> this is not a new poem, but I would like to dedicate it to my mentor, Amiri Baraka, and he was the inspiration for the writing of it. It's called I Seen Something. I Seen Something in South Carolina. I've seen something all across America. Yes, I've seen something, and I've got something to say. I'm here now, and what's more is I've been here before at the Capitol where the Confederate flag flew every damn day. Prison is our top industry, and it's infinitely more profitable for the populace than mom and pop stores. That's how it is here in my state, and it may be the same in yours. Check it. I mean it, and let me know if you've seen it. The police here are big bruisers, and they have a sport where they bump young black men with their cruisers as they recklessly chase them through their community like deer. Like Marlon Brown, they will run you down, and our people live in constant fear. It's no wonder I need a block. You know who they are, the people leaders. I've seen something, and you've seen it too, because when I was there, I was talking directly to you at the SC State Capitol on numerous occasions using every method of poetic persuasion I have when speaking to the community as an abolitionist. As a witness to this monstrous atrocity at the same place for the same reasons my forebears spoke of in 1850 and even in the very same city. Right after another black mother's child died, no one wanted to say why. I marched with babies and beside the young men so they could all see it too and know what to do when they see it again. I have personally witnessed from courtrooms in a state of fury as our black fathers and mothers and sons and brothers were unjustly tried and incarcerated by all white or near all white juries on purpose. In fact, it's Accepted tactics, that's just how they do. No polls or graphs needed to convince me it's true. I've seen it, and you've seen it too. With my own eyes, I've seen lawyers manipulate the structure of a jury by race, by the color of someone's face. I suggest you go see it take place personally. No reason why you can't. 
for all intents and purposes, court looks just like a core civic or geo corporate product processing plant. I've seen it. You've seen it too. If you ever looked around, you would know that there's something in the way of things in town. So don't ask me why I'm so intense these days, because if you felt what I'm feeling, there would be more blood on this page. And if you know, like I know, to be black and relatively conscious in America is to be in a constant state of rage, James Baldwin. So I'm not trying to hear about what's politically correct. This is not some problem that can solve with a check. Have you forgotten what was said about a man named Dredd? That colored persons of African descent have no rights that white men are found to respect. So as usual, I'll give a finger to your feelings. Maybe even two. You know how I'm, I do. I'm trying to be honest. So I don't give a damn about whatever laws you think you need to change or what politicians you vainly claim can superman our lives out of bondage. A mission, a petition seems meaningless in this madness. And even in 2020, somewhere in Florida, votes are still being counted. Taylor Molly. I'm trying to say I've seen it. You've seen it, too. You all know it's true. Every genocide is considered legal by the people doing the killing, enslaving, exploiting, and raping. They never stop taking. Even your spirit is eventually drained, and your soul is stained by feelings of shame and guilt so old and ingrained that you can't even name it until all that is left is this overwhelming urge to protect and serve the men who enslaved you and made you in their own image. And there, in the mirror of your soul, do you see it? I think that you do, and that's why I said I seen something. I seen it, and I know you seen it too. You've seen it too. Yep, indeed. See, now you guys can understand. Incredible voice in poetry. It's like the father of Vicky's mama, Max's papa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank of, you so, of much. so many things. You're very welcome. And incredible piece. Absolutely incredible piece. Well, we could use some support in that arena uh, regarding the topic of the poem. And if you get the opportunity mm-hmm. and you're listening and you like what you heard, go to abolishslavery.us and sign up there. We're doing a lot to make big changes, as I said earlier. Just this election season, we changed six state constitutions, and we abolished slavery in three states just this year. And you are do you still you saw the stuff going on with prismatic dreams and all that? Yes, uh, we're still doing prismatic dreams at prismaticdreams.com, and we've also mm-hmm. we're also publishing. Uh, we've been doing that for about ten years, publishing through prismatic dreams. So, if you're an author looking to get published, uh, contact us through prismaticdreams.com. And as far as you the know, website for me, mine is like ten years old, so don't worry about it. Just you know, type <laughs> my name in somewhere, and you'll find me. <laughs> You know, kind of think about my page as like the bulletin board. When you walk into the cafe and you're getting ready to order your coffee and there's that bulletin board next to the counter where people post notes, kind of think about my page, my Facebook page as that bulletin board. So when you have stuff coming up, I mean, I've got this huge network of poets over here and there's overlap in everybody's groups, but there's people over here that don't know what you have going on. So when you have something going on, when you have something that's going to be happening, please feel free to come over onto my page and post it and let people know. Take advantage of the network. This is your family, too. I appreciate that, Nana. Thank you very much. And, people uh, need to know what you've got going on. It's been a pleasure to be here and share poetry with you again. Thank you, Max. Appreciate so much you making the time to be here tonight. It really means a lot to me. 
Good night, honey. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I've known him for so long. Okay, our next caller, area code. We have 419 to 919. So 419, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. <laughs> Hi, honey. How are you? Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to, to Max. Uh, he and Tribal came to Toledo and participated in a uh, uh, youth intervention program that that uh, myself and some friends of mine did a long time ago. It was just awesome. They are incredible. Both of them absolute powerhouses. I'm doing one from from my new book, the book that I'm working on. Uh, It's called Magic Carpet. Do you believe in magic? I believe in you. Okay. And your your magic. Okay. Okay. Are your eyes closed? They are. Okay. Magic carpet. I will take you with me into my dreams. On a magic carpet to the outer outer schemes of all that I imagine you and I could be. Close your eyes. Come lay with me. I will caress you softly like a warm summer breeze. Navigating its way through the forest of trees, wrapping myself around you, generally becoming part of your essence, feeling our presence, become one, going through us seductively, setting our emotions free. Close your eyes. On this cosmic journey into my mind, be not surprised at what you might find. A heartbeat that constantly spells out your name, a constant image of you that I delicately frame. With love connected to every star, that I might always be close to wherever you are. Now, let the thrill, know that the thrill of your touch defines my serenity, and know that I forever is outside of infinity. Come, let me take you into my dreams, on a magic carpet to the outer schemes of all that I imagined you and I could be. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Come lay with me. And Paul. You know, first of all, I don't know any woman in the world that would not want to be the target of that poem. And second of all, I know you wrote it for me, so that's awesome. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, you know, the, what I thought was amazing about that is while it was very tender and sensual, the whole time, the whole image I had in my head was mm-hmm. him laying there. You know how a woman will lay their head on your chest and he'll yeah. envelope her in her arm and put his hand on her head and hold her head against mm-hmm. his chest. And she that's what yeah. I was imagining. That was the lay with me that I saw. Wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't anything. It was the she lays her head on his heartbeat. And he holds her right. to him. That's exactly what I was yes. picturing. That intimacy, that quietness, that closeness. It was beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome, Melvin. Happy anniversary. Anniversary, happy anniversary to you. And I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so happy. You know, I don't know if you remember how we met, uh, but it was quite a while ago. And 
I was absolutely thrilled the first time I read your work. And you know, you know what you mean to me. You know what your work means to me. I just think you're incredible. And I thank want to you. thank you for, for being here, for holding on this long to be on the show with us tonight. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, too. All right. Let's tell everyone yeah. how to find you, honey. Yeah, you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Melvin Douglas Johnson. Um, also on, on YouTube. And I'll port you under the same name. Very cool. And I want to take a moment real quick to thank you as well for being one of the people who helped sponsor our license for 2020. You know, you are one of the show's sponsors this year. And I just want you to know how much that means to all of us. So thank you. That means a lot to me, too. Just being able to be here. All right. Maybe we'll talk to you next week. I'm going to try my best to make it. All right, baby. Thank you, hon. All right. All right, our last caller for the evening, area code 919. You are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Granville, it's so good to hear from you. I am so glad I you were able to make it on. Yes, I'm happy to. I'm happy. I I, I must forgot my house got flooded out. I was I was I was sick. I was pushing out water. Yeah, my house got flooded. Oh. Anyway, happy anniversary. Happy 40th <laughs> anniversary. Happy anniversary know, to you. Thank you. I didn't I didn't know it was 14 years you had been long for. Mm-hmm. Long time. Yeah. Yeah, long time. Yeah, I mean, and, and I always thought that you were really good at it, too. So I'm so, wow, that makes sense, 14 years. Yeah, 14 yeah, years. yeah. 14 years, yeah, yeah. So congratulations once again. Thank and you, since honey. I am the last, but not least, and and this guy just did a poem about a woman, right? Okay, please, yes. Well, I'm going to do this poem for you, Naila. Okay. This poem is called Woman. Upon entering the establishment, mine eyes surveyed the surroundings chose the path I would tread and set off then foot. Ten paces into my journey, I saw her. There she stood, woman, life itself. Almost upon her, I read her name tag discerned her name and spoke it vigorously it was then she looked up to acknowledge me with this look of who these open Pandora's box I am she this is my world you have no idea what you have done. Mine eyes all the while fixated upon her, grasping every inch of her, paying attention to details. I feel the life in her consume me. I inhaled 
and exhaled repeatedly, coming the closest our paths would cross, almost overthrown by this wave power. I thought, women are so epic, they each need their own zip code. Thank you very much, Naya. Thank you. You are very welcome. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Do me a favor, Granville. Before you take off, I need you to tell everybody how they can come show you some love. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Granville John Hedrington. Uh, you can pick up any of my second and third book, uh, Poetry for Thought. Volume 2 and 3 at Amazon.com. And you can hire me. I will bring the house down for you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Granville, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for being such an important part of this family, and we appreciate you so much. And you are really appreciated, my dear. We appreciate you even more. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, 11th anniversary show. Appreciate you all for being here tonight, both readers and listeners alike. Appreciate all of you who were not able to make it here tonight but sent sent messages to me. Thank you so much. Thank you to the people who have not even been here yet who will be here and become part of this community. We look forward to meeting you all. I just, I'm proud of you all. I'm proud to be a part of this with you and I want to thank you each and every one of you you know like I said I can sit here and answer phones all day long and and if you're not there there is no show you know and no one's going to come here and just sit and listen to me yammer they come here to hear you you know I hear the stories all the time about how you inspire people uh, how you know somebody's come and heard something and it's changed their life you know, made them think, made them grow as a writer, how it's inspired them. You know, I've never, ever in my life, beginning of the show, but 14 years, 14 years, and never once has there been a hint of negativity in this community. The world could learn a lot from you guys. There's no segregation. There's no hate. There's no judging. It is the most encompassing, supportive community I have ever seen in my life. And I'm proud of you. It isn't easy to do this, you guys. It's not easy to build a community like you guys have built. You know, I don't know if you understand how unique and special it truly is, but I do. And that's why 14 years later, we are still doing this show. Could not do this. Love you guys dearly. Thank you so much. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece by Philip Kent Church, who we spoke uh, about earlier. The piece I picked out, I think is very fitting. It's called The Haulers of Home. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for being a part of this with me. And good night, everybody. The Haulers of Home, an Appalachian poem written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple thrills. Drinking water from the spring's fountains, running in creeks down the mountains. 
For a better life, there was no wishing. Hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town. And the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day. While the slopes turn blue to skies heavy and gray. At night, the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain stormy, reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early, sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow the fields, and early summer we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest when canning and making apple butter our best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered, then hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school, learned the three R's and the golden Recess, the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better, wasn't nothing so cool as when your sweetheart let you walk them home from school. Smell of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the hollow.